0: It is time to tune up the band, and happy birthday to ya, for it is another episode of the Sweet Wag Podcast. Happy second anniversary, everybody. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Reardon, as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling. Two years, guys, and we're still doing this. How are you two doing?
1: Are Mate, it's horrifying, isn't it? We are,
2: we are officially in the terrible twos. <laughs> the difficult yeah, second I... album, as they say. Ah, uh, don't, uh, listen, our, um, what is it, our Obscured by Clouds? <laughs> our second coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quick, who, who's who's a band who had a banger first and second album? <laughs>
0: uh, oh, um, really?
2: gorillas had yeah, to no, use gorillas yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah no let's lay it up yeah we're, the, we're on know? we're on our gorilla shit we, yeah, have, we have a banging second yeah, album yeah dude. this is right.
2: our demon days this is yeah yeah oh uh listen um to all the my fellow pink floyd fans i'm sorry i'm sorry i got that wrong it was um so, sort of all the secrets was the second pink floyd album it was full <laughs> of all the secrets that's what it was that's what it was obscured by clouds was the one before dark mm-hmm. side of the moon do not at me all right don't at me People I will thought. people will still do people... it, Reardon. You know Listen, this. I love the
1: entire concept that through the course of this show we've received like met we've received like messages and stuff from fans of different stuff. And like for me and Sam it's been wrestling and then Reading gets hassled from the pink Floyd fandom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's how it works, isn't it? It's how it works. Yeah. It's
1: just us.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> us in a nutshell for two whole years. It's a long time to be in a nutshell. It really oh gosh, yeah, it really is, isn't it? It's a bit of a tight space. I I I would like more leg room, fellas.
2: Oh, oh, listen. Listen, you're the tallest one out of the three of us, all right? (laughs) You just need to vibe, all right. (laughs) That's it. Have
1: have you simply tried getting shorter?
0: (laughs) Yes. The world is not built for big people like me, okay? Filthy Hobbitses. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we give you this podcast (laughs) thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms, especially when I get removed (laughs) now from the podcast (laughs) for the Filthy Hobbitses line.
2: (laughs) Listen, we have been doing this for two years. We will be doing it for another two more. And in that time, we will still... Always be pending,
0: and that's for true. Yes, you're damn right. It's for true because we need to sh- we need to shift some merch with that slogan. Any? Anyway, <laughs> we do. Before we get into our little our little just chill out episode and we answer questions from you lovely, lovely people that have been listening to us for these past two years. Before we get to that, it is time to visit Dan for this week's wrestling
2: news dun 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 dun
0: Down. Wrestling news. <laughs> 98 episodes uh, in and it's never old, is it, Dan?
1: I know, it's great. <laughs> um, now, I, I think people are going to disagree on what the big story is, but I have to go with WWE moving money in the bank from stadium to arena. Mm. Of which, as I'm, as I'm aware, I believe they've allegedly had to refund almost 40,000 tickets.
3: Oh
1: wow. If not if not all of them, I heard people were saying 60k, but I think that's like the total amount people could have bought for Allegiant Stadium. Damn. I don't know if they were all purchased though. But they've uh, had to move to the 17,000 um seater arena,
0: which is I believe it's the MGM Grand they've moved to.
1: I believe it's MGM Grand. Uh I believe on the same weekend as a UFC event. <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) I get the feeling Money in the Bank is going to not be a great one for them.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. It's
1: okay, though. They did the announcement that Hell in a Cell has, in fact, sold out.
0: (laughs) Apparently. Well done, WWE. It's not like you have history with moving big big shows or pay-per-views to a much smaller stadium. Oh, wait. WrestleMania 8. (laughs) So... Oh. Make of all of that what you will. Well, man, they got to. Re- if if the only thing they're going to pull money in now is if Cody wins money in the <laughs> bank.
1: But man, I I don't know if they were banking on Cody selling more.
0: Yeah. Because it, it does sound a bit.
1: If they were banking on like obviously how well the company's been doing in the financials. Yeah. But man, I think they've drastically overestimated and put themselves in a really bad position
0: yeah i mean it's 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 one of their weirder sorry i'm going to say it now in their corporate speak it's one of their uh weirder premium live events where people do tend to go to it but to are big arenas that's never would I have thought that they would try to use it to sell out a stadium given as well this is Money in the Bank's usually in the same month as SummerSlam so what did they think Mm. was going to happen they were going to sell out two kind of big big shows in the same month I don't know I don't know what the corporate mindset was in that it just doesn't feel like it was well thought out or maybe that's just me
1: (laughs) (laughs) Corporate mindset, well thought out. Those two things don't go together,
0: Sam. Hi, I'm Nick Khan. <laughs> General mindset man for WWE, and I think we could like two stadium shows. Yeah, yeah, sort so of our premium live I... events.
1: As I said, I have no idea what the thought behind that was, but man, it's not it. Nah,
3: that ain't really it. Not
1: it. Ain't I not will true. say, for the poster, they did add Rhea in a suit, so thumbs up on that. <laughs>
0: I, as as always seems to be the feeling as as, as when anyone looks at Rhea Ripley, especially the U two, I am looking respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs>
1: um but you know, obviously they put they put massive stock into this. Clearly hasn't worked, they've had to reset, pivot out of it.
0: It's a strange one. It does. It's not. It doesn't look good whenever any sort of wrestling company tries to sell out a big arena. It doesn't work out, and then they kind of have to save face by going to a, a smaller arena. This isn't just in WWE's case, you know. There's been there's been many a company that have done that in the past. I mean, look, look at TNA's run from 2009 to 2010 when they were doing the live house show loop, and they were barely even filling out the front row at times
3: with mm-hmm. people.
0: So, this isn't just a WWE thing, this is a wrestling thing. Sometimes misjudgment oh, absolutely does a f- can, can greatly affect your company. Uh if maybe not in the financials, but certainly in the perception in fan perception, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I think I really I really think that um you know, it it is damaging to the the brand to overreach so much,
3: yeah. I,
1: what I mean uh, again, like I said, I don't know if WWE is expecting they're still able to do that on a regular basis.
0: Mm. And this is a B pay per view as well. You would have expected a stadium show to have been at least one of their uh, their their A top four events. But I I, I don't know. It, it does seem overly ambitious, doesn't it, to put a B pay per view in a stadium?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Sorry, B premium live event. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've, got, I've still got to get my as I said my corporate talk, like WWE's corporate spiel. I've got to update that because I've been so I've been so like I've been so conditioned to say pay per view now that it's the premium live nah, event just sounds care. really weird. It's
1: the, It's the same. It's the same as the whole thing with Volta. It's still a pay per view for me. I don't care.
0: <laughs> oh, poor, poor, poor Gunter. Poor Gunther. Actually, I'll say that, although I, uh, they did have that. Gunther did have a match finally with Ludwig Kaiser against Ricochet Drew Gulak. And I'll, I'll say this, right? Uh, they both still look Svelte, but someone's really putting the fake town on both Ludwig and Gunther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, but I'm with I'm with Dan. I refuse to call him Gunther. I refuse. No, he's, he's still
0: Volta. I don't care.
2: Right up, reviews,
1: but it's also the thing I've been saying though, and this is just like a side thing to this whole conversation. Uh, when I've like seen matches of his recently, I feel like he doesn't have the same aura as before. No, he really doesn't. I feel like they've tried to make him too jacked, yeah, yeah. When like, it's like the main thing is that this man is just wide,
2: it's like. I want to give people, I want to give all the all of like the writers and bookers like a copy of Daredevil and just like, you have the kingpin, just let him be the kingpin.
1: Just let this yeah. man be wide.
2: <laughs> Broad nobody, even. Nobody, like, that's something that actually kind of bugs me. Who asks for this? Who asked for like their wrestlers to be jacked?
0: Like WWE, John Laurinaitis. Because remember, his his old mo- like his old like um, corporate kind of thing. When especially during the ruthless aggression era, was to fit a certain silhouette, and that was a big jacked guy.
1: <laughs> it's
2: just so unnecessary.
1: Again, I go back to the thing of the OVW recruits when. They were going through them and then like they they had like a list of like one to 35 and like number one was like Doug Basham. And they're like, this guy is fucking great. You need to get him. And they took number 35, Mark Jindrak, because and I quote, he had the biggest muscles. (laughs) It's like you're actively going against the advice of what people are telling you because
0: of the because of the, the physicals. And uh, look what happened to Doug. Gained a brother and then suddenly gained a dominatrix. Dang make it, up, man, what it, happens, you it
1: happens to the best of
0: us. <laughs> does it not? <know? laughs> oh, man. Um it's so yeah, strange. So 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 strange. I prefer wide boy Volta, as I think yeah. everyone does and pa- and pale Marcel Bartel and not yeah. Ludwig Kaiser
1: <laughs> I don't know how much I can express, especially as a person that isn't German but has like spent time studying Germany and studying the German language to just hear someone get called Ludwig Kaiser
0: Bruce Pritchard's going oh yeah, that's a great name <laughs> it's like hi,
1: yes, we are still in 1982 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness! Um, on to better news, slightly better news, maybe Dan.
1: Uh, well, uh, have I got some news for you? Because it is a big week of it re- is a big week of news about people returning to places. First off, Jeff Jarrett has returned to WWE as an executive.
0: Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and
1: I quote: Jarrett is taking over running of live events.
0: Oh, oh! it's going to be TNA impact on oh, there. He's going to bring the six-sided ring in. There's going to be king That's of it. the mountain matches. <laughs> he's
1: Hell play- in a cell from the Tennessee State Fairgrounds. Oh,
2: there is our boy Jeff playing the long game. Breaking six thousand guitars and never drawing a dime. Is it coincidence that he does it as, as Triple H is, is, is hanging out his boots? I think not. I think not. <laughs>
1: but are you ready again? Because now Johnny's added another nickname. It is now Johnny Progress. Oh, <laughs> as yeah. he has been announced for Super Strong Star 16 replacing Swerve.
0: I just I just I just love it. John John Morrison taking more names than flipping Apollo Creed's nickname. John
1: John insert company name here. <laughs>
0: Johnny Elite, Jose Johnny El Ray, Johnny Game Changer, like Johnny, even Johnny Nitro, <laughs> Johnny Nitro, and he was even part We've seen that again. Although, as, as as someone's pointed out on Twitter, Johnny jo- Johnny will go from Johnny Elite to Johnny Dark in a few weeks' time if he got signed. <laughs> I think I think possibly
1: my favorite one though was when when he was in Lucha Underground they tried to push Johnny elmundo I, I love it. I love Johnny El Mundo. Like, Johnny the world
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb <laughs> but I love it so I just I, I tell you what i I genuinely have loved Morrison like
1: to be honest I at this point I love the commitment to the bit
0: exactly. Exactly. And I can't think of a of a more modern day sort of wrestler that has been it has been incredibly well travelled and oh, has yeah. been so successful outside of WWE.
1: But it's the same thing I've kind of always said before, which is I don't understand why some wrestling companies don't see the need for a man who does cool shit. Is mm. he a, is he an objectively good wrestler? No. No,
0: no, 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 no.
1: I'd still maintain that in a lot of ways he's actually better than a lot of people on the WWE roster right now. But <laughs> <laughs> like, is he actually a good
0: at the wrestling? No, but he does cool stuff, and that's all I need. Yes, I mean, d- d- I mean, that's that's exactly what he was doing in Lucha Underground. Was he good at the wrestling? No, but look at him do all that flippy dippy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> look he adds parkour to his wrestling that means he's br- that means he's great i i say that sarcastically actually adding parkour to wrestling i thought was actually a really good idea <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um but then as well in the next return um has been that uh john moxley will be taking part um as part of the people versus gcw there's a whole rick flair thing going on there i don't care about it I, I will say there has been a whole thing with gcw recently mm. um i'm gonna say this from the information that i've been able to find um i'm just gonna say it's not looking good for the person who brought the case forward yeah because apparently he is also well known for burning every bridge he has in companies that he has worked for. Ouch. So
0: uh yeah. Ouch. Oh, that is um that is something. When that, I saw it I was I that's that's sort of, that was definitely something. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um Oh gosh. Um uh, where were we jo- uh, jo- johnny jo- yeah uh yeah oh, where- who who's the other return sorry uh dan uh
1: john moxley john, john moxley,
0: moxley into gcw yes. into gcw yes uh just love mox in general nothing i was going to say can't say anything about that other than i just love mox mox doing his thing as per usual mhm um oh yeah chaps we got to do this because it's coming up you know, on the recording of this, we're gearing up for Double or Nothing 2022. Oh, we need to do predictions. We need yeah. to do predictions, Feathers. So oh, I've wait. got the card up right now. Shall we go through it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. All so... Oh, it's funny you mentioned that. My group chat has currently asked me for predictions as well. I didn't do it, so I with that.
0: All righty then. So pre-match, we've got Hookhausen. That's the team of Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Niece and Smart Mark Sterling. Come on, give it a Hookhausen!
1: It's Hookhausen for me. Come on, Hookhausen!
0: I don't care, right? If it's just five minutes of Hook just doing the whole match and Danhausen just going just just doing his spiel and then doing the tequila kick to Mark Sterling on the outside, I want that. Bro, that.
1: all I all all I want. Is Hook and Tony Nice to work a decent 10 minute match and then Dan Housen to just be equipped? Yes.
3: Yes. That's all like,
1: you need. Him, I just need him messing with Mark Sterling and like nothing else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then we get onto the main card. First match we've got billed here is Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby <sighs> Allen. Um. I will say this, preface this by saying, in the build-up to a thirteen-match card, three of them have only been hyped up in the lead-up to this event. So yeah. make of that what you will. <laughs> um, I Darby's probably going to get this one. I was going to say I want
1: Kyle Riley to win, but Darby's probably going to win.
0: Yeah.
2: I uh, would you say the same, Riden? Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. It it just I <laughs> no. don't I don't see. More. Yeah,
0: I, I, I do agree on that one. Uh match three, Jade Cargill puts up a TBS championship against Anna J. Again, I I I mean
1: I mean I think I think, Car- I think Cargill's Cargill's retaining. Cargill's think, retaining.
2: That, yeah. that makes the most sense to me, Cargill retaining.
1: I, I need that I need that Lex Luger run.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do we I need just need her, like, I
1: just need her to run people into the ground until like I I don't even know who uh, who I'd want on it, yeah. but so I'll, I'll I'll know when I think about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I agree, Jade. I think Jade's going to retain. Um, a part of me would really love to see them build up to Jade versus Chris Statlander because I think Chris has been on such a an amazing role since she's uh really kind of reinvented yeah, her character from splitting off from the fair, best friends. Like,
1: um, obviously looking at the card, this the one I'm looking at right now was like subject to. Subject to change, but Mm. um, uh, Ruby Soho going into the final of the women's own heart. Yeah. So that does free up Chris for it, which, yeah, to be fair, would be pretty good, actually. I think they would. Oh, and you can run it when Layla Hirsch comes back if she's still champion by then. True. True.
0: Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. I'd be damned for that. Match four the House of Black versus Death Triangle in a six man tag team match. I. All right. Look spooky bollocks mm. i like spooky bollocks <clears throat> and i've been liking the build-up to this match i'm not gonna lie <laughs> Nah, that's fair i love how penta has been has been like fully embracing hey you got spooky shit well i've got spooky shit times 10 for you. <laughs> did you see my career with lift from underground guys
1: even he's like you, yo you think you're what fo- <laughs> what level of spooky are you on yeah. i don't know maybe like five or six my dude (laughs) you are a baby watch this
0: (laughs) um that being said though uh i think house of black might actually win this one
1: well i was gonna say because with this all i wanted to do is just feed into two separate matches at the next event yeah namely malachi black versus pack and then the Lucha Brothers versus Brody King and Buddy Matthews. Oh yes, please. As two se- as two separate matches, a, ta- a single tag match and a singles match. Yes, bloody please. I'd like that.
0: No, I think uh, for me, I think House unless, of Black. Uh, unless unless after
1: this they introduce trios, in which case we can talk have a different conversation. But, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, I'm gonna go House of Black. But I think I think there's a there's a there's a lot that you could put in here to prepare stuff for the future.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Or maybe they become all become one big happy spooky family. <laughs>
2: I'd be down.
0: <laughs> the spooky family. Da 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 you going for House of Black then, Raiden.
2: Don't know. Hmm. I they could, but they also couldn't. I probably <sighs> is down as undecided. I actually don't know what this. Interesting.
0: One. Interesting. Alrighty. We've got another six-man tag or six-person mix tag match. Um, we've got American top team, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zant with Dan Lambert taking on the team of Sammy Guevara, Frankie Gazarian, and Ty Conti. If American Top Team win, neither Guevara or Kaz can challenge for the TNT Championship, so long as Scorpio Sky is champion. American Top Team. Yeah, they got to win.
1: I they say, I can't believe I'm saying this, but American Top Team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't, this has been so, this storyline.
1: I don't, I don't don't think anyone, no one in this story has done anything to help themselves and it's a shame. I just hope Ethan, Page, Page and Scorpio come out on top and then, I don't know, punch Dan Lambert or something.
0: (laughs) Agreed? (laughs) Agreed. Oh, no, it's American top team. I agree. We could all agree on that. Match six. Oh great build-up for this one on the latest episode of Rampage. We've got the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Now, I say great build-up because yeah. the Young Bucks came out dressed as the Hardys, and who should accompany them, Reardon? None other than Gangrel. Yeah, it's the new boy. brood.
2: Yeah, boy. Gotta
0: love it.
1: Um, I just loved it, because they just did a Hardy tribute show for like exactly. five
0: minutes. Exactly. They really did, and Nick actually did a semi-decent swan Really
1: that's how you know it's a tribute show, though. Jeff wouldn't do it that good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I think the Bucks might win this one.
1: Yeah, that's what I—that's I, what I was kind of going with. I do like—I mean, obviously, do like the idea of the Hardys taking it, but I think—I think it will be the. I this think is
2: actually be the Bucks. Quite split down the middle? I—I I actually want to say Hardys. I don't know why, mm. but it just—it feels correct, and it's not like it's gonna hurt like the young bucks any. Any.
3: True. Yeah. No.
1: Like when I when I was looking at this, I was like, on reflection, I'm happy with kind of either way it goes.
2: Yeah, but I. I you know, I,
1: it's I, like it's either it's either the young bucks paying a bit of tribute to people they like growing up, or it's the Hardy's putting over the young bucks as kind of you know the next gen but the yeah.
2: already
0: kind of the gen that's gone yeah yeah damn um no that's actually that's interesting interesting I, I mean it could be the hardest to regain their win from the first time the bucks met but of them and the bucks met we'll see we'll see how it turns out all right we got the aew world tag team champions uh, uh championships on the line as, uh, as Jurassic Express defended against Team Taz and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Now my heart is telling me Team Taz is, what, what I, uh, is saying Team Taz. Because, look, I'm just saying this right now. Ricky Starks is a fucking star, dude. And he's been killed. That triple threat match, he killed it in that triple threat match.
1: I've got to go Team Taz. <laughs> I know you do.
0: I know you do. I will say this, though. I think Jurassic Express will lose this match. And I think Christian may turn on Jungle Boy.
1: Dude, I'm just thinking about it now, though, right? Luchasaurus versus Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs. It's a fucking horse fest.
0: Big meaty man slapping Slapping (laughs) meat. We want it.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome.
0: So what do you think, Rin?
2: Yeah, I, I don't see the Jungle Express winning. I think it is. It's team pads all the way. Hell it yeah.
0: Really, it really is. <laughs> oh, one of my favorites I'm looking forward to. It's Anarchy in the Arena as the Jericho Appreciation Society take on Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz, and the Back Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, I am so looking <clears throat> forward to this. Let match. me give
1: you let me let me give you the booking that I want from this, okay? the booking that i envision that would be like the prime scenario for me even though i know like contextually it's fucking shit booking the jas win Mm. but they only win because eddie kingston sees danielson and moxley and just turns and tries to beat them up first (laughs) because he's still so angry But my in in my view, I think it's gonna be Blackpool Combat Club and Santana and Santana Ortiz and Kingston that beat the JAS. <laughs> and then Eddie Kingston backf backfist Danielson and then Mox.
0: I yeah. you know what I'd love to yeah. I'd love I genuinely would love to say that.
2: I, I think whoever wins
1: Eddie just sees Mox as just like what are you doing with them backfist?
2: Yeah. I do think that whatever happens, Eddie. Can I can I put my vote down for Eddie Kingston wins? Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> yes,
2: yes, you can. Eddie Kingston. That is my. That is my. That's my. You learning. know,
0: what, in in a dream scenario, Daniel Garcia would see the error of his ways and realize that sports entertainment sucks and wants to go to pro wrestling, so turns yes. in the Jericho Appreciation Society and joins the Blackpool Combat Club.
1: You you know what though? That could be. This could be the pivot.
0: This could be. I don't mm. Although that being said, that being said, the trio of 2.0 and Daniel Garcia has been quite entertaining, I'm not gonna lie. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love two way too much. <laughs> but no, I've got it down as uh well if we're gonna if we're gonna like abbreviate it, LAX and Blackpool Combat Club, even though you can't yeah, call fair. them LAX. <laughs> yeah okay the women's owen hart foundation tournament final featuring two people i really didn't want in the final if i'm particularly honest i am gonna say it and put it out there it's Britt baker versus ruby soho if i say i didn't want them in the final together yeah it's does that make sense (laughs) yeah (laughs) because a part of me is like I'll I'll, look, I'll put my honestly put cards on the table and be honest here. I don't think Tony knows what he's doing with the women's division, so he's default going back to Brit. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate, but and I, I think Brit's going to win this.
1: Yeah, it's a shame while while Kenny's away because Kenny produced one of the matches recently that was really good. It
0: was really, really good.
1: Yeah, I mean. Because the, th- the thing is, though, right, Brit's already been champion. Yeah. And I and I much more entertain the idea of Ruby Soho as the Owen Hart Cup winner, because I feel that's more what she's been. Yes. I don't think Brit has that feeling attached to it.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and then obviously you look, they i think they they say whoever wins gets the title shot don't they i
0: believe so
1: so ruby soho versus Thunder Rosa, i'm not mad at that
0: true i would be i would be happy with that but i i am going to keep yeah, very unsure not, about it's that it's not mm. it's not
1: i think if i think if brit wins that's a real misstep
0: yeah i agree <laughs> uh, and i think it's probably is what's going to happen if i'm honest I hate to be that guy because I don't want to I shit on Brit um, because she has been good, but there is she's, um, well, she's, I don't know she's, what's been, happened. she's been good, but
1: I think, I think she's had, she's had her moment. I think they need time to reset.
0: Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that. On the other side, we have the men's final of the Owen Hart foundation tournament. We've got Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh have been barred from ringside for this match. Um, Adam Cole or I just I I don't know there's something about I think it might be Adam Cole that wins this one it's just something about it I would love to see Joe win because come on it's a Joe but you know,
2: what, as... you know what you know what you I'm, know I'm gonna I'm just gonna go go with my heart on this one I want Joe to win I'm putting him down for Joe I don't care based don't care. <laughs> don't you care. know what no I agree no fuck it I'm going with my heart yeah screw like, it I'm saying it's well, like, Joe like, like... Like, 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 we could be intelligent. We could think about all the things. But no, Joe. come on, come on, come on. Joe,
0: Joe, Joe. Oh, man, okay. One of the biggest, one of the most well-thought-out storylines, and it is all going to culminate here at Double or Nothing. It is MJF versus Wardlow. Should Wardlow win, he will be granted his release from his contract with MJF. But if MJF wins, Wardlow will be permanently banned from signing with A E W, Wardlow. I think yes. Wardlow takes it. I, I mean,
2: Wardlow's become really? the ace of all elite wrestling through this storyline. So, like, it it's happening. It's Wardlow. Like, they're not going to they're not going to leave money on the table. I mean, yes, they've, come they've...
1: on, they've they've given this man the Batista build.
2: Yes, yeah. they
0: absolutely have. Oh, it's so cool to see! And did you see that when he threw a guy through the cage, and the guy popped out of the cage when he threw yeah. it when he powerbombed him onto the cage wall? I love that. Like Wardlow, Wardlow is AEW's Batista.
2: You heard it here. Okay, women's championship
0: match. Wait, I can't
2: wait for him to show up in Silver Surfer in like five years. incredible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, women's championship match: Thunder Rosa versus
0: Serena Deeb and. If rumours are to be correct, Rosa's probably coming into this match injured. And that's probably why a lot of people have been seeing that it's such a stop-start thing with Rose's reign. It's part of me that thinks Serena Deeb might win this, but I want it to be Thunder Rosa so bad. i really think it
2: isn't due to injuries. Come on, come on.
0: Don't... No, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the
1: injury thing, but I think pivoting off Thunder Rosa to Serena Deeb in, in a match like this, it's not... Yeah. I don't think it will have the impact that they want, and I don't think yeah. it's the right position to put the title in. If that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I know makes... what you mean.
0: I agree with that, definitely. Okay. The main event for the AEW World Championship it is Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk. I don't know what's going to happen in this match. Could be run-ins, could be interference, could be anything. I've liked the build-up of this match quite a bit. Quite a bit, actually. Um even with Hangman pivoting towards a more heelish sort of style. I think this is going to go to Hangman, I think.
2: Yeah, I really do think it's going to go to Hangman. I, I really do. I'm actually very confident in that. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm kind of stuck
1: on this one, because I can see every argument. My only fear for this match is do they try and go broadway Hmm. for a pay-per-view as well that's that's risky do they dare try and go broadway and set a time limit and whatever that time limit is be it a half hour
0: run the full half hour Hmm. because
1: i i'll be like there's no way they're doing an hour (laughs)
0: <laughs> Look, Punk probably would have done it if he was twenty-three because he always used to. Yeah, do it if, in this was,
1: if this was IWA Mid South Punk, then yeah, we'd be, yes. gonna be here for an hour anyway. <laughs>
0: that
1: <laughs> is that is my that is my fear. Whew. Um, I don't I don't, I don't know what about it, but something in my head just keeps saying
0: no contest. Whew. I never thought <laughs> like about no like No, really, wins. But now that you mention it, I told some...
1: if you if you understand what I mean with that, yeah, yeah, like through through some through something, whoever wins, it will be like nullified or something.
0: Interesting.
1: If I have to, if I have to, if I have to go, to someone I'll probably go Admin Page because I don't think they're feeding Admin Page to Punk to set Punk up with the title. Mm-hmm. I don't think Punk having the title is the right position. Yeah, I understand the rationale behind doing it. Because it because it can be literally like a big like corporate fuck you. Yeah. Yes. But I don't I, I don't know, you know.
2: I don't think I don't think corporate fuck you's are worth it. And AEW Actually, has a lot of restraint when it comes to corporate buck. You, it's like the wrestlers don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the rest, let me be clear. The wrestlers do not. Sometimes but, the owner.
0: Yeah. Sub, sometimes the owner isn't that as much. Well. Yeah, yeah,
2: but the actual company as a body, tend to just go. Oh, we, we we don't do that here. So
1: yeah, uh, I I don't want it to be like a. You know, I came into the company and now I have the title and now I know that I'm better than you because you can't hang with a guy who's like in his mid mid to late thirties or forties or whatever. <laughs> I'm just a better wrestler and then you gotta kinda go through the whole thing of well, who's gonna beat him and I guess all of that. I'll be honest, I just wanna see I think the next I think the next position for it is you gotta get MJF on
0: the title. Yeah. I think that's where they're pivoting to. It feels like that's what they're pivoting to. I
1: want like really fucking embittered MJF.
0: <sighs> and I've... actually, if, if, if with the loss with the loss to Wardlow, I think that might be the impetus for him to be bitter. Just and a like bit a really
1: up. embittered MJF to go and take on Adam Page for the title. MJF beats Adam Page at whenever, maybe even double or nothing next year. And then after that, obviously Ricky Stark should win the title off MJF.
0: I agree. <laughs> that, I could, that I could absolutely... I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> but yeah, that that is our Double or Nothing predictions. We'll find out on Monday when we upload this whether we were right or absolutely wrong. <laughs> 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 oh, But are we done with the news, Dan? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We have all got recommendations for the week this week, I believe. I think Reardon Reardon has one, I have one, Dan has one. So we're going to just go down the line. We're going to start with our resident uh, recommender, Reardon.
2: How do you feel about just top tier creme de la creme television?
0: I mean... Come on, we've we we we've, yeah. we, we've absolutely uh, sung praises of good top quality television before <laughs> here on this humble podcast, uh,
2: listeners. For those of you not to know, here at the Sweet Chinwag podcast, we are. I think, yeah, I think it's a you. We are all unanimously big fans of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> now, this is the time. To jump on the bandwagon. Because um, Better Call Saul had its mid-season finale. It is off off the air for six weeks, and then the second half will begin. Mm -hmm. If there was ever a time to binge-watch Better Call Saul, it is now. Yeah. Yes. Literally right now. And I cannot emphasize enough how much you won't regret it. (laughs) It is...
1: It is crazy, like, how ridiculously good Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are.
2: Yeah, and El Camino. El Camino's Yeah, and well. El Camino. <laughs> like, like, the worst of the three... Like they, they
1: really, they really ain't missed.
2: <laughs> no, like, the worst of the three is El Camino, and El Camino is great. <laughs> but, like, it's, they're all, like, no misses, just great television from top to bottom, and i'm not gonna even i'm not gonna say anything it's probably popped up if you're in like twitter and stuff that something big happened something there it's incredible you know i'm still you know even though
0: we i know we talked about it a few episodes like a several episodes back about better Call Saul, and still yes. even now i'm still i'm still just a tiny bit apprehensive of watching breaking bad i'll still admit that i put my hand up and admit that even though no. as i said i've watched better Call Saul, i'm loving better Call Saul. <laughs>
2: like they have a very different vibe to them Mm. and very intentionally which is what makes it great yeah i i again do really want you to watch breaking bear because you're gonna have such a unique perspective
0: (laughs) i will see if i'll see if i'll get over my fear in i'll see and i will report to
2: you right away if i do i really hope you do and For the love of God, just watch Better Call Saul, people, please. (laughs) It's like, it's the last, it's the last season, you have no reason not to. (laughs) Like, it's going to, like, it's not even, like, a long-running thing. Like, there is an actual concrete ending coming up. Watch it.
0: As long as it's not, as long as it's not The
2: Sopranos, (laughs) I think we'll be alright in terms of ending. I mean, honestly, I would be very fascinated as to what the su- a Sopranos ending for Better Call Saul would look like. <laughs> I, 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 I actually would be intrigued. Hi, I'm Saul so- <laughs> <Benicle. laughs> Uh
0: My recommendation, talking of TV shows, I just yesterday and this morning binged through part one of Stranger Things 4. I know these, you two aren't, you haven't kind of... Um, gone on and jumped onto the uh onto the uh train that is stranger things or indeed the 80s revival <laughs> in today's yeah. uh, which i can't say that i blame you both and this is coming from the guy who listens to Soundwave and watches stranger things or simply i should say and listens to stranger things but yet here we are <laughs> i've very much enjoyed this season it's very it's a very it's got all of the things that that we've that a lot of answer questions have now finally been answered. The threads are starting to come together, and it's all kind of come to this big crescendo at the end of July where we're getting two, yes, two feature length episodes, with the last one being two hours and 30 minutes. God. <laughs> As I said to these boys before we recorded, I'm sure that Netflix went to the Duffer brothers, hey, do you want to make a Stranger Things film? They went, no, nah, we don't, but we could. Could we ask for a two-hour, 30-minute feature-length special as to end the season? Sure. There you go. You could have it. <laughs> so, yeah, I've enjoyed Stranger Things
2: 4. No doubt.
0: Hell yeah. That's
2: good to hear. I've heard very mixed things, actually. So Interesting. enjoyed it. I, I think a part of it is the length, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said to you, I got to the part yesterday.
0: I was about five episodes deep, and I realised, wait, these episodes are flying right by, and they're saying that they're an hour ten, hour fifteen, hour seventeen. It's like there is no way that these are going; <laughs> these are this long, but they're going by so fast. Anyway, Dan, recommendation, sir. Uh,
1: my first recommendation is that. Um... Obviously, if you're a fan of them, or even if you're not, go and see the band Years and Years Live. <laughs> Ollie Alexander is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so good. And it was also, like, it's a very cool gay experience and one of the safest concerts I feel like I've ever been at. Mm. Uh, my, uh, my main recommendation, though... Calvin Tankman versus Jay Malachi from the most recent edition of DPW Fire.
0: That shit fucks. (laughs) It does. It does. It is so fucking good. (laughs) I ended up watching it last night just before I went to bed. Oh, oh, yeah. So good. DPW's been firing on all cylinders lately. They've been really good.
1: The thing about it is they're just producing like 10 to 15 minutes Banger match after banger match.
0: See, you don't need your thirty-minute classics. If you have it in ten minutes, it's it's just as impactful as it were. It is honestly though. It's
1: honestly a really good kind of condensation of both kind of the PWG style and like the modern indie style. Yeah, like condensed into like a one-hour show on YouTube for free. Hmm. And there's been so many good matches on it, but dude, that like, that tankman Malachi match is so fucking good. You owe it to yourself to watch it. I said to these guys, it's already in my top 20 list of best of
0: the year. And I understand why. Like, completely understand why. Such a good match. Oh, but with that, it is time to get on to our little two-year chat and Q&A session. Mm-hmm. Good. Golly, chaps! I I mean, I know, like I said it, like I've said it before, since we've like since we've started talking um, today. But my God, two years, man, two years! I know it's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's crazy what we've done in that time as well. Going from just three guys who were trying to find time to, honestly, we're trying to find time to kind of get away from current events of that time to now I mean now... It was, yeah it was current
1: events it was all the pressure that came with it
0: yeah and to go from that to now being like a a pretty pretty sweet podcast with a really really cool following and a lot of people that have been really behind us every step of the way it's been so freaking cool to see
1: Dude, it's been it's been a crazy ride and you know there's so much stuff that you know i myself and you as well and i'm sure Ryden as well have been able to do as a consequence of this
0: yeah it's it's nuts the things we've been able to to do because of this thing you know from from having guests to then being part being you know guests on other people's projects and podcasts to like in the case of me being able to collaborate with these content creators, and Dan being kind of the 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 uh, the uh, like the spokesman for our for our little thing by going to wrestling shows and and That's just collaborating mistake. with other people. <laughs> <laughs> to Reardon being, I'd say the creative genius behind this little thing. Oh, I wouldn't give myself that much credit. Hey, look, you. you nah, came but we the will
1: though. We uh, will we deal with that fact. <laughs>
0: We sure as hell will, sir, and as well soon to be once more things come up to be our, uh, our, our technical wizard in terms of, uh, in terms of directing and camera operating. Yeah, oh, that's
2: gonna be fun as hell.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I just like, it's been nuts, like genuinely been nuts for me because I didn't think this would would happen. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a simple guy from from the. Backwoods of England, so how does this happen to a guy like me? I have no clue. <laughs> how did it happen, Dad?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, we, we, we've, we've, we've spoken our origin story before. Yes, we have. About how, you know, we were just three guys that another one of our friends got so annoyed at us mentioning wrestling all the time. He was like, go and start a podcast or something. Um, And then we
2: were like, "I
0: but yeah and and then
1: we were literally like i you know what bet i've got nothing better to do
0: uh and look what happened
1: at at the time at the time being in a job i really didn't want to be in, so i was Mm -hmm. like this is a better use of my time (laughs) which if you are thinking of starting a podcast don't do what i did (laughs) like just don't it's not a good idea no
0: that's for true
1: life advice (laughs)
0: with dan chinwag (laughs)
1: um no like i said all the crazy stuff that we've been able to do through this the people we've been able to meet
0: yeah we met so many cool people
1: it's it's so it's so crazy to think about
0: (laughs) And from every corner of the world it seems, we've like art from our little home, like our little little island here in England, uh, the UK, uh, London, We've been able to meet people in Scotland, We've been able to meet people in America, Canada, gone over to meet people in australia as far as australia new zealand and of course our dear joseph over in the philippines because i couldn't forget you about you buddy (laughs) you keep me employed so that's i'm gonna keep the shout out for Joseph. (laughs) it's like like what i said to you guys though which is like when
1: you know in those in those in those few times that we've managed to get people messaging us you know, I've had one person message us and be like, Oh, hey, I'm from the UK as well. It's really cool hearing you, and then being like, Oh, you know, where are you from? and hearing like, you know, a place that I know. But to then, someone just being like messaging us and being like, Oh, yeah, I, I listen to you guys, I'm from the US, and they mentioned some town just in like fucking like Idaho that I've never heard of in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um, like, Uh, how did well, you find this?
2: <laughs> you know what? That just reminds me once again shout out to our one belgium fan
1: oh yeah no <laughs> yes! please repeatedly always that one dude in belgium assuming it's not someone using a vpn whoever that whoever that one guy in belgium is i thought i found him on soundcloud wasn't him still hasn't answered the message doesn't matter right but if you are our one listener in belgium please get in contact with us we want to send you stuff yes
0: we don't want we don't want you to be the unsung hero of the switch in anyway. we want you to be the known legend <laughs>
1: but for anyone that's joining this show relatively recently <laughs> let me explain the law behind this so soundcloud shows us listener data and it tells us places where people have listened to our episodes from And throughout the entire time that we've been doing this, there's a person in Belgium, we don't know who, who has just listened to every single one of our episodes. Mm -hmm. Only once, but they've listened to all of them. Yeah. And we don't know who it is. (laughs) And this is our mysterious man in Belgium. (laughs) And all um, I want to say is to that person in Belgium that is listening to us, you are awesome. <laughs> you are. You
0: are. Man, woman, or MB, you are awesome. And we want to make you a legend here at the at Sweet Chip. <laughs> you are a legend. <laughs> oh, man, it just. I'm, all of this talk, as well, it's just like makes me kind of remember kind of how our Halcyon days starting out. Thinking, you know, the like the the reign of terror was was a fantastic way to start, which it was. My IAD, that was a great oh, yeah. way to start. And now we've got and talked about, as we say, every little facet of professional wrestling. And you know, I know we called it, we've have it a tagline as the weird and wacky world of pro wrestling. I think through this, I've come to realize just how mental this industry is, as well, for good or bad.
1: I mean, it's given me the. I feel like it's. Uh, people who aren't British might not know this phrase, but it it often feels a lot like the um, seeing inside the sausage factory. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I say that for content creation because my god, since being in this, it is a world to be in. <laughs> <It> really. <is. laughs> um. But no, it is funny. Like seeing this completely different side of. Of wrestling and of wrestlers,
0: <laughs> for good or worse, for good or worse. Yeah. Oh, uh, but um. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. It's it just it's just crazy as well that because through this as well, talking of that, wrestlers. Getting to, uh, get, knowing of our existence, uh, like the the one that always blew my mind very early on was then we had bloody Shane Helms retweeting us in our Cruiserweight Division episode because we gave him the plaudits he so thoroughly deserved as Gregory Helms. Yes, <laughs> that was so cool. And of course, we've had like, gosh, we've had we've had like other wrestlers, um, just like even in like. Kid Bandit knows, knowing of our existence. We've had, mm-hmm. gosh, oh gosh, oh who was the other one? I remember. Um, I think it might have actually been. Um, it might have been. Uh, Too cold, Scorpio. I think may have been known of our existence as well as Monty. Maybe. Brown. <clears throat> um,
1: I mean, Eddie Kingston's retweeted your work.
0: Eddie Kingston is aware of our existence. Or at least he's aware of my existence as well. Daniel Punk is aware of your existence. <laughs> Daniel is... Macabey. Daniel McCabe. Oh, that was ma- that was amazing to see that. That was so cool to see Daniel pin And I know tweet.
1: that I know that Chris Hero retweeted the video he made about
0: him. Yes. That was nuts. When I saw that that Hero retweeted that, I was like, what the huh? <laughs> <laughs> No, that doesn't happen. You just don't do that. It's like your favorite wrestlers just don't. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's been so cool to see. And of course,
1: well. we were retweeted by Jeff Jarrett's podcast.
0: Yes, we. Do, that is the biggest W I think this podcast has ever had. Is as, as knowing that Jeff Jarrett knows of our existence. It's a massive dub. Oh, <laughs> one day, one day we're getting Jeff on the show. I don't know one how day. we need to talk to Conrad. We need to wrangle that with just Conrad. One, just one day. Just one day we will have Jeff Jarrett on the show. Even if it's for 10 minutes or like 10 hours, we're having Jeff on the show. <laughs> Alrighty. So with all that, let's answer some questions that our fans have been dying to ask us. So Dan, I believe you may have them up.
1: On, so or I've out. got... I've got a chunk of the questions, and I believe you have some as well. I've got two questions. Okay. Let's do... Let's start off with the first one of which I think... We're going to start off on a really nice note. Uh, Our boy Andy over at WrestleBuddy. Hey! I said, why are you all so awesome? So is anyone going to give their own answer
0: for this? Oh... Oh, Andy. You're being far too kind for a start. <laughs> Way too kind. I, 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 honestly, I don't consider myself awesome. If anything, I am just the nerdiest nerd that ever nerded. But these two know that as well.
2: <laughs> Why am I so awesome? You know... That's a book long. by Reardon. <laughs> that's a long, long question. That's a long answer. But I will, I will sum it up with, I'm going to be nice and say... My family. That's why I'm awesome. My family is awesome.
1: Um, Why am I awesome? The answer is because this place and this thing that we do allows me to be aggressively unhinged (laughs) Um, and allow me to use all of my feral energy in a safe space. Uh, And, you know, it's just an experience for people to behold,
0: really. Can I take all of the above from what you two said?
2: Sure.
0: I yeah, guess. no, it's
1: complete. It's completely valid. It's just like, you know, plus as I think- said, as I as I've said before, kind of before this, uh, like when I was growing up and that, I never really had a place to talk about wrestling. I knew like one or two people at most. Mm. And now I actually have like friends and stuff that talk about wrestling. It's like, ah, oh, yes. I I can I'm I have a place to do this now."
0: It's cool. It's awesome. I think as well. I just think the awesomeness of why we was so awesome, Andy, is I think these two elevate me to be sub awesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm the dirtiest nerd, but they these two lift me to be sub. Well, I'm, I am on the press. To be honest,
1: as well, I have to be. I have to be completely honest with this. I feel like I have to give like a small modicum of credit to the NL boys as well.
3: Yes, because yes. they have
1: so aggressively influenced the way I address wrestling content creation same same. (laughs) so that that also goes for that shout out to the nl
0: boys (laughs) shout out to the nl boys love them (laughs) because i was gonna say my all with my awesomeness as well i just felt like um i these do lifted me to the level of 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 like just on the precipice of awesomeness especially when we were on rest things i just felt like i i i'll say this now i just felt like the most incredibly white person in that room (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shout-outs to the rest big boys though, because they did make me feel incredibly welcome. Shout-outs to Manafi Delmore; yeah. They made me feel incredibly welcome there, so you guys rock. <laughs> okay, Sam, do you want to do one of your questions? Awesome, yeah. So from my dear friend over on Twitter, and our dear friend Smokey, Supine Smokey on Twitter. Oh, Shout-out Smokey. How did I start freelancing, and the things I learned
2: along the way? So this is a personal question to me. Um, well, freelancing because we started to bug you to start freelancing. Yes, actually, that is a yeah,
1: matter. is there the part of it which includes have a fr- have a friend? Bracket, open brackets, friends, close brackets. Uh, they just constantly tell you and don't leave you alone about it.
0: Yeah, that's basically <laughs> the short answer of it. It was you. <laughs> it was it was you too. It was Hayden and it was my girlfriend that kind of gave me to do it. But then the I guess the real kick up the backside, honestly, would have been Joseph. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, we're coming up to a year, funnily enough, on that as well, since I first started properly collaborating with Joseph on that stuff, and he was the one. I I kid you not. It was this that really gave me the confidence to get back to try editing once more and then there was a huge combination of like editors outside that so i'm going to list them off iq wrestler for obvious reasons yeah, yeah like i i'm I've, i think it's no secret now that me and i i have a lot of respect for iq and everything that they've done and so much so that i am now their padawan rq IQ, iq wrestler junior and i wear that with pride yeah <laughs> uh the dude chris over uh reload last save who has been the powerhouse behind osw review and i will always give him credit for, for for being like an incredible editor and helping me kind of rekindle my love for video editing once more uh jay rose jordan oh man that dude is so fucking talented <laughs> To not only be a, a, like a motion graphics artist a video editor but he is a bloody top tier announcer and interviewer and backstage interviewer for so many companies over in America including his own Naptown Pro <laughs> <laughs> i said one day when if i ever get to indianapolis i am we, me and me and jordan are going to be in the same room together it's going to be so freaking cool um and abdullah um shampoo over on twitter abdullah is Oh, Abdullah's one of the coolest dudes. Like, honest to goodness, he is one of the coolest freaking dudes and an incredibly gifted video editor. If you've seen, like, even a tiny bit of their work, you know exactly what I mean. He is so super talented, and uh, I will have that conversation with you one day if you're listening to this, Abdullah. One day, because you are fucking awesome. So freaking awesome. Been so freaking kind to me. So... The things I learned along the way from freelancing, it's just the build-up of confidence more than anything. If anything, you two really just... You two helped more than you could possibly imagine in building my confidence up enough to go to try this. And the, the more I got into it and the more I started, the more videos I started making, my confidence shot up. And my happiness and enthusiasm for video editing went up once more. I just... All of these people, you, the people I've listed, everyone close to me as well, my girlfriend, family everyone has been such an integral part of me doing this and just Mm. keep keeping on doing it and learning more things, learning more techniques, finally, you know, overcoming the monster that is after effects, being able to finally, you know, get over my phobia somewhat phobia of After Effects has been awesome and it's unlocked such a wealth of creative potential there as well sorry if this sounds long-winded as well fellas i apologize (laughs) that's this is your feelings no do it but uh yeah if anything it's just how i started you lot encouraged me to and the things along the way just having a little bit more self-confidence silly answer a bit of a cliche answer but it's 100 (coughs) the the honest the the honest truth no it's all good thank you guys by the way i know i say it a lot but genuinely thank you too
1: and as i've said constantly if it was not for you two guys i would not still be here by now like i would not i would if i was doing this on my own i would have not continued doing it
0: <laughs> oh, guys i'm gonna cry uh, <laughs> quickly quickly have some water so <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay Back to oh. another question. Uh, our boys over at Chat Grappling Cheap Pops have asked us, in your opinion, the Brainbusters or
0: FTR? Oh! Oh, you pick... Alright, so Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. You I'm
2: know, giving it to FTR. Yeah, I... I'm saying I I have no real reason for it other than it's them.
0: I love the Brainbusters. Like I love (laughs) Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. I love that. I love the the Southern Grapple style that they had, and I just love their like them as a tag team was so good. But FTR, I've watched more of their matches than I have the Brainbusters.
1: See, this was that was going to be that was going to be my thing. I obviously know how good Arn and Tully were. But I'm giving the edge to FTR just because I feel like I kind of know more and I I, I feel like I identify more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone out there has some uh, Brain Busters matches to watch, please please do let me know. I- I'm always willing to watch.
0: I always highly recommend that if you're going to go watch Arn and Tully stuff, start with WCW, then WWF. Mm Because it's not that they were bad in WWF, it's just it seemed a little bit more watered down.
1: I was going to say, is it like uh, they weren't able to do exactly what they wanted and were known for?
0: They did, but not in the level that they could, that they did do in WCW. Okay, all right. Because remember, it's like. Tully and Han, the Four Horsemen, and they couldn't do all the Four Horsemen stuff that they were known for at that time. Oh, you think Vince bringing in a creation that isn't his?
3: <laughs>
0: the more things change, oh. the more they stay the same. <laughs> Though I will admit, Bobby Heenan as a manager for the Brainbusters inspired choice. Mm hmm. Okay.
1: I'm going to go over to the first of our. Uh, I'm going to say anonymous questions. They're questions that have been given by to me by people that I've like watched the show, but I know in person, or have asked that mm-hmm. they don't have like the think sent. They send like DMs and stuff. Uh, so our first one is: In your opinion, what do you think is the best anime you've watched?
0: Oh well, I actually just literally answered this for Reardon. Didn't I? Like as we were as we were sitting up, I was talking to you about this, wasn't I? And for me, it's got to be Cowboy Bebop.
2: It's, it's one a, of my favourite shows of all time. Um, I could start fights and it's... say Avatar: The Last Airbender. I could start fights. <laughs> Do it if I really wanted. To nah, be bites.
1: based. Be based.
2: I. I might I might I might just I might just go that way. Um do it because Avatar's it. a fucking amazing show. <laughs> okay. I I have a I have a few actually that would I would say would like a couple of like obvious ones. You know, like there's the, the obvious ones, there's you know Cowboy Bebop, you know, Full Male Alchemist is another obvious one. Yeah. Um Evangelion affected me in a way that yeah. Uh, I think it's because um, I watched Evangelion literally either a couple of weeks before or a couple of weeks after I came out as bi. So it's always kind of like, it's a part of that story <laughs> it for me. Sits
1: in a, it sits in a certain kind of place.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it didn't end up
0: being that after you did that, it, it was that right when that happened, when you came out, the congratulations
2: scene ended up playing... <laughs> I mean, it's a weird, it's a very weird thing that when I think of like, actually, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I know, I know. You know what? Thinking about it, I know what I would say is my favorite anime of all time. Like, please really, it, please, really say it, please say it. It's JoJo's Bizarre yes! Part Four. Yes, it's is top like. It's the only. is like the only anime that I know where I was legitimately like. Everything about it I enjoy top to bottom. There's no there's almost nothing that I dislike about it. I so <laughs> part four of the Star Adventure is my favorite. Yeah, I am gonna unhandedly hand down. I can't say that I blame you, because part four is incredible. <laughs> So, so much so that I have extremely, I, extremely complicated um, feelings towards Part Five, despite being so excited about it. That's a whole other thing. God, we could talk about. Yeah. We, we could talk about JoJo's bizarre adventure for it. Oh, we can. Oh, absolutely. So I, I will leave it as I have very mixed emotions with Part Five. I've not started Part Six. We'll, we'll, we'll do it as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: So we're basically a single hive mind here. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
1: Because really when I think of that discussion, I'm going to be honest, I have seen anime, I have watched anime, but I've not watched like a great amount of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I have seen is Cowboy Bebop. No. Thank you. Which which I love. Uh, Evangelion. <laughs> which I love. Yes. Uh, and... Jojo's Bizarre Adventures, uh, volumes one through four.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, so, now let's all take our cherries and just go. La, 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 la,
1: so, really, take your pick. Um, I'm gonna say, obviously, Ridden said volume four of Jojo. Part four. Um, I'm gonna say personally one of my favourites is part two.
2: Yeah yeah no like 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 part two is my second favorite like um
1: i identify (laughs) with joseph on a a a spiritual level (laughs) um and that does also carry through to part three as well although i would say the first half of part three is probably better than the second half some people have the opposite view i
2: I have the opposite Hmm. thing i struggle with part three a lot because I really struggle with Jotaro. I really, really do. <laughs> I,
1: I kind haven't... of I kind of think about it less as about Jotaro and more about the friends accompanying him because, in my personal opinion, I prefer Avdol and Polnareff infinitely more.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sure. I really do. I, I do struggle with Jotaro. Uh, however, he is incredible in Part 4. And, yeah. he, and actually, and actively, retroactively, makes Part 3 better in my eyes. So... <laughs>
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Take your picks out of one of those. Um, I will say with Evangelion, I think it's the only time an anime has genuinely made me contemplate my own
0: life. Yeah, it does that for everyone. I I feel like it literally does that for everyone. Doesn't so it. I
1: feel like that might be um, a thing that adds like another mark on its tally for me. And it that's... is genuinely thought provoking in a fantastic way.
0: And that's why I make so many jokes about Gendo and that one during during our campaign. That's why I made so many jokes about Gendo. Good <laughs> <It's> God! <sighs> Some deep seeded seed trauma there.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, moving on to the next question. Our lovely friend and Sam's uh, friend in editing, Chris O'Brien hey, has Chris. asked us, what are your major blind spots in your wrestling knowledge?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Or, oh, what are your major big...
1: blind spots in wrestling, but I think wrestling knowledge is the main thing here. Where do I
2: bloody start? Um, <laughs> I, <was gonna> say... <laughs> I was say. let's start with Ria, then you say, oh. Um if you're asking me opinions on Japanese wrestling, you you're asking a poor person, frankly. <laughs> I just I just have never paid attention to it ever. It's 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 something that I, I am slightly better now due to being on this podcast. <laughs> and I am still awful, utterly awful.
0: See, we've done ever. a guide on TJPW, DDT, and New Japan and Reudon still none the while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah nah, but
1: I, I completely understand though
2: <laughs> it's so tough for me it's so tough for me that the, the, the actual culture of wrestling in japan is so different yeah the the, the the tropes if you will are so different i'm just not used to it you <laughs> know in a very broad like top to yeah. bottom sort of way mm-hmm. that i that i'm just i I, it's why like i try it's why whenever you guys talk about it i'm just like mm-hmm. <laughs> i like, just know his limits <laughs> just know his damn limits although
0: we have been trying to drip feed you every, so so to, to Keshita, for example is a wrestler that i think me and dan can both agree on that you would probably end up loving so much and that's why we kind of been drip feeding you like a yeah. little bits more of ddt and i think eventually yeah. we'll get him to watch glate Eventually, but it's,
1: it's, it's, it's why I think I think AEW br- using the partnerships is so good.
0: Yes,
2: one hundred percent, absolutely. Because uh,
1: I, I have I have a strong feeling that when he's done in, when he's done in New Japan and he had to bring him over I think he will fucking love L Lindemann.
0: <laughs> oh, he will love L Lindemann so much.
1: Just imagine a guy who is unreasonably strong for someone who is so short and lean. <laughs> Nice. And has bright
0: blonde hair.
1: <laughs> it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I just think, like- right, young Minoru Suzuki. Oh wow, that is kind of who Earl Lindeman is, really.
2: Yeah, that, that 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 is definitely like my major <laughs> blind spot. Everything yeah, everything else I know, like little bits and bobs about, like you know. I mean, I, I was, um, you know, the 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 whole the height of like the attitude era. As much as I know about it, I was a bit too young for some of the big details, but I generally know about it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 Japanese wrestling. Where I'm just like, <laughs> my god.
0: <laughs> so, oh yeah, I was. I'll let you go first, Dan. Actually. Oh I know my my,
1: my, my my one is lucha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I know very little beyond the surface of Lucha and I keep trying to get into it, but I
0: just keep finding it so hard to find resources and find information. And that's and that's mine as well. Specific there's actually a specific uh time for me for lucha, and that is mid to mid to late uh noughts. Uh, up to kind of like mid to late noughts up to about 2018 and the reason being is that the sort of um what's the, access to lucha libre in the UK is very lacking <laughs> in regard it, 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 as opposed to other wrestling dis- so this is the thing I was going to say
1: I can't I can't really describe it exactly but a lot of a lot of material made for the US and Mexico is unable to be accessed from Europe,
3: mm-hmm.
1: so it makes access quite difficult, and then that kind of rolls true for even if you know, you're using VPNs and stuff, it can still be quite difficult.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the archiving is not
0: brilliant. <laughs> especially for early 9 like uh, late 80s early 90s uh lucha libre it can be a bit difficult to watch sometimes because it's so so pixelated
1: and so like I've always had trouble with like you know even stuff like trying to watch AAA now and CMLL is difficult yes so I I really haven't been able to get into watching lucha as much and so i've kind of substituted that with doing lots of kind of reading
0: on lucha and lucha culture mm. so i was you know i'll go back as we always do as most wrestling fans from the uk do is you know you go back to the wrestling channel my first kind of exposure to lucha would have been through cmll which was broadcast on the uh on the wrestling channel so we had a uh, uh, blue demon junior as well, I think it was one of the very first like lucha, uh, luchadors I'd seen. And then through that, of course, through just sheer watching of films, being an absolute kind of like cinephile, I ended up knowing El Santo, funnily enough, through the El Santo films and then going back to watch El Santo matches and researching a little bit more about him. Um, it's funny how it ended up being that I knew of El Santo first through his amazing films <laughs> before knowing of El Santo, the legendary luchador. And so yeah, it's it's it, as of late, like, AAA and CMML are very hard to come by in this country, so you've got to try and find a way of being able to do it, as Dan said via VPN, but even then that's still not incredibly 100% reliable. Um, so it's reading up on articles, trying to get clips, gifs of of certain like lucha events as well. And I think for me, like Lucha Underground was a really good resource because even though it wasn't technically broadcast here in the uk there were certain ways you could be able to watch it and that was an absolute godsend <laughs> also to yeah. watch lucha underground also i just feel like talking of lucha probably one of my favorite modern moments in lucha is vampiro screaming into the commentary microphone where's the fucking music <laughs> Oh
2: goodness.
0: so yeah lucha i think it's mind and we've we've reared it it's puro <laughs> it's-
2: Strangely enough, I know well I mean I I mean, actually I was about to say it's strange that I know a slight little bit more about Lucha than you guys, but then I realised oh wait, no, that entirely tracks for what I'm like. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Mucha like, Lucha, I, I, isn't it? I mean it, it it helped. Yes, Mucha Lucha
0: absolutely helped when I was a kid as well. I... <laughs> oh gosh. I feel like we need to review Mucha Lucha in the future, guys. We can probably do that. There's a Patreon special. Is <laughs> the childhood story of how Ricochet became Ricochet.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know if there are any other real major major blind spots for me. I really think it is probably just probably probably just Lucha for me.
0: Which is why I'm really glad as well that Chris is doing his Lucha series over on his YouTube channel.
1: Dude, it is gonna be so helpful for me. That's sort of, <laughs> what I actually know where to start and can assume that whatever he's reviewing, like I'm
0: actually like Chris. See. You're doing the you're doing the whole continent of Europe a favour by doing that You series. genuinely are. <laughs> Shoutouts to Chris, lovely individual.
1: Okay. On to our next question. So I feel like the answer for this for myself and Sam will be fairly easy. I'm going to say it's worded quite strangely. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Which is, who is your favorite non-US wrestler of all time? Which I'm assuming means someone not born in the
0: US. Or someone that, I guess not... Or like someone yet. that didn't work in the US. Probably someone who wasn't born in the US.
1: So, who do we want to go for for that? Hey,
2: I feel like I can honestly cheat a lot with that one. Yeah. <laughs> mm. In, yeah. Because if we're going for, like, just not born in the US, I could just go... I could go... Jericho, William Regal, like yeah, like well, cause I was gonna say because
1: if it's not born in the US, and I'd probably just go like like Rey Mysterio,
2: yeah, yeah, like Rey Mysterio even like
1: Rey Mysterio,
0: Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, all the four, all the four pillars, <laughs> Toshiaki Kawada, yeah. Junakiaba, Jumbo Saruda, like Manami Toyota. <laughs> Like I I I I think
1: I think that's what it's asking. If it's asking like people who didn't work in the US, or I guess we don't attach to the US, then I guess again the four pillars: Junakiyama. Yeah, but Toyota Okada.
0: You say that, but then again, like Kobashi and Masawa both worked Ring of Honor, so.
1: No, I know, but you're not going. Are you looking at? Are you looking at Masawa being like, yeah, that's an RRH guy.
0: No, not particularly though. <laughs> I, but then again you've got the whole isle of Samoa to think about as well so like the Ado Whitey family, the Bayavia yeah. family <laughs> fucking Samoa Joe like I, if I was to really pin it down to one person though, I, Regal springs to mind but maybe that's just because it's England because uh, like be it. no,
1: nah, it's British bias but to be fair it's a valid bias
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's probably that's probably why that's probably what um it, pick anyone from that list because I think otherwise you're not gonna get much out of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't pick one honestly. <laughs> I really can't. Uh
1: okay. I feel like this one might be more for me and Sam, but really you can have a go if you want. Ooh. Uh from our lovely friend Connor at Wrestling with Fiction. Ooh. Who are your favorite wrestlers in the UK indies right now?
2: Yeah, that's going to be one of you guys. I, 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 so
1: uh, I was going to say, I think this is going to be a me and Sam one. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: oh, yeah. Shall I start, Dan?
0: Uh, you can start. So, oh gosh, man, who do I pick? Um, At this current moment, who I'm really liking, Uh, obviously shout outs to Michael Oku, who's been doing so much yep. good work at Rev Pro, one of my absolute favorites at the moment. Man like Darius... Come on it's man like is about sports.
1: I was a, he's on my list as
0: well. <laughs> oh, like one of my favorites uh, up there as well. Um Chris Ridgeway, hard as fuck yep. and has continued to be hard as fuck for this whole time. He's inc- I still maintain he's probably one of the most underrated wrestlers yeah, in he's the a UK scene. Pretty good runner,
1: pretty, pretty good excursion over in Noah.
0: He's GHC tag champion at the moment and it's lo- it's awesome to freaking see. Uh kid Lykos and kid Lykos 2 Yep. I love the Lycos Brothers. <laughs> um and Charles Crowley. Actually damn quite a oh, fan of Charles' yeah. work. Yeah, Charles' yeah. work. He's really freaking good. It's awesome to see him in super strong style this year. Yep. Uh but at the moment, that's who that's all that comes into, into my head at the moment. Oh, of, oh no. Who could I forget? The man, the myth, the legend, the one that I always love and who seemingly just will never retire because he's awesome. Jody Fleisch. Yep. <laughs> So that's mine. That's my
1: <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I also had man like Doris. I love. I love him so much.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the nicest guys I've had the pleasure of meeting, and a damn good wrestler as well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the 012 one with Dan Maloney as well.
0: Oh yes. Um,
1: they're fucking great. Uh, uh on the women's side of things, Teonga. Mm. amazing genuine genuine future of a lot of women's wrestling in the uk yeah um on the other end of that charlie morgan oh, so good so so good
0: completely forgot charlie morgan no shouts out to charlie she's so good so good um
1: joe lando who's just going seemingly everywhere right now again brilliant future of british high flying um as part of i think it's cpf
3: Mm mm-hmm
1: um who again all of them are great uh danny black Callum newman as well um there's another member but i can't remember right now off of my head uh my main one for now though genuinely the guy to watch in the uk warren banks oh warren banks yeah oh also in super strong style this year but dude's been on a tear he's having great matches um There's really not enough I can say about him. He's so good. So, so so good. So good.
0: Oh, and may I just say as well, shout outs to our dear friend of the podcast and possibly one of... uh, certainly should be up there in the conversation as one of the best in the UK. Shady Natras.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude. Absolutely as well. Absolutely. We love you,
0: Shady. We love you, Shady. You are freaking awesome, dude. So if you want to know who to look out for... Don't
1: Don't listen to us. In this one case, do listen to us because we're right. (laughs) Yes. 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 Okay. Next question. Uh, In your opinion, what is the worst sport that you have played and what is the worst sport you have tried to watch?
2: (sighs) Interesting. Oh, that's so... Lacrosse. And lacrosse. Have <laughs> you played
0: lacrosse? Yes, I freaking hate lacrosse so much. Where in the UK did you play lacrosse? In primary school of all places. What? Of all times. <laughs> I hated lacrosse with a passion. That's... Wow, okay. And it's so boring to I'm sorry, America. Lacrosse is fucking boring. It's hockey... It's it's just hockey
2: without the excitement. There, I freaking said it. This is a, this it. is
1: this is not a hook-friendly
2: moment. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get the heat. I'm gonna get the heat. But I do not care. I do not care. Legitimately, the most boring sport I've ever watched is American football oh no. okay. yeah. yeah you want to lay it
1: up because I I basically completely agree with you on that <laughs> the listening. only thing the only thing that stops it from being there is when I was away on when I was away in the US staying with a friend of mine her dad <laughs> made me watch baseball and that genuinely felt like it was gonna move me to tears out of boredom but American football is so difficult to watch as a European person
2: I now, let me be clear on this. Let me be crystal clear on this for our American... I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm going to go off on this one. I have watched numerous Super Bowls... Yes. Mm-hmm. Trying, to, ...trying to understand it. And every single time, my only, my only thought is, legit, this is the sport. This yes. is the sport. This is it. This is what you guys are obsessed with. Have you ever considered the reason why every other single place on the planet has not adopted American football is because it's goddamn boring? Let, that, me,
1: say, uh, let me say this, right? I, American football feels downright almost oppressive to watch. Because there is so much stuff that gets in the way of any moment of action.
0: That is that is really it. I swear, but, if if American football was more like the NFL blitz games, I think it'd be a hell of a lot more entertaining. Yes, big because, head mode, because, please. Because,
1: because the thing is, right? I've you know I've watched a couple of Super Bowls in my time,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and of like all of them I've watched, I maybe probably slightly enjoyed one, but that's because I was away, I was near the US, it was a reasonable time for me, and there were people around me having fun. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: right there was like one bit that i understood about like why it was good and i kind of enjoyed it right but trying to watch it and having friends being like no 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 it's so good it's so good and it's like five seconds of action five minutes of ads
2: yeah it's
1: and it's like the pacing of this is so tough for me to comprehend
2: mm it's worse in the uk especially because in the uk if you like if you want to watch like the big game you know the super bowl it starts at 2am here yes something, something like that like, something like 2 3am here thanks to time zones <laughs> that it you i don't you're asking so much,
0: and remember, this. it starts at 10 p.m. with the pre-pre game analysis, then the pre-game analysis, then the then like the then like the the post show, the
2: post yeah pre-show game analysis, and then it's then it's the football. You know what? Actually, I'll give them that. The the, the actual sports commentating, great. They they, they know their craft. I will yes. I, I will I will be fair and grant them that. But the actual game in of itself. It can miss me. I'm sorry. It's always why I found basketball <laughs> in terms of America. Basketball I like a, is... is
1: probably the. Uh, is, there's a reason why basketball became popular in the in Europe.
2: Yes. Yeah. Basketball is basketball is a very simple game with, that is actually. And you know what the great thing about basketball is is that they actively put in rules to make it more exciting. Yes.
1: Yeah. That that that's the thing. I will also say. In terms of U.S. sports, I like basketball and ice hockey. Oh, ice hockey
2: yeah. Ice hockey. Watching, awesome. watching
1: ice hockey in the U.K. is a fucking ordeal.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but it is a lot of fun, and I encourage lots of people to get involved in watching it and supporting U.K. ice hockey because it's a fucking amazing sport. <laughs> As I said, the worst U.S. sport I've had the displeasure of watching is baseball, and I know that's bold coming from a person that has a country that has cricket. Yeah, but, but you know what? I'm even willing to allow Test cricket I, because I, that's long, but it takes place over days.
2: Yeah, but one thing for another, being being Caribbean, I have to I have to support cricket. It's just in, it's just part parcel. There you go. You know, what, right. you know, you know what? Sidebar, another recommendation. Fire in Babylon is the great is one of the greatest sports documentaries ever made. <laughs> Incredible. Right. Baseball is
1: slow because everything about the game is like American football. They actively put in they tried to like put in rules to be like, okay, pitch it like Batters can't take this long to get there, but now it take you. They still get like two minutes just to go up to bat. <laughs> Everything about it is so aggressively slow that it's like, what even is,
0: what even is the point? See, the only point, the only point of baseball was that we got two major league films out of it. And like it, ta- it takes so long.
1: <laughs> At least with cricket, I can watch T Twenty. <laughs> I can watch IPL, and you know what? IPL's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever wanted to see cricket, like short-form cricket with Indian flair and fireworks and dancers? Mate,
0: there you go. You don't get that with baseball. I feel like Japan is un- has untapped potential to have like a shortened baseball game. Like Dude, they, ab- they, ab-
1: they absolutely could. The worst sport I've ever played, I don't know certain i'm kind of having to rack my brain about it but just because i was always made to play it in high school and i never really liked it which was volleyball oh you
2: know i actually
1: liked volleyball quite i i'm i'm personally not a fan of volleyball we always had to play it in high school i have no i have i have no beef with the sport though i'm not built for it
2: (laughs) no i mean
1: which is but which is also bold coming from a person that likes Enjoys and watches, and also sometimes like plays pick up basketball. Being like five foot six, yeah, see, yes. but
2: honestly, like honestly, it would be the I've actually enjoyed almost every sport that I. You know what? Actually, there is one. There is one. If we're counting it, cross country. If we're counting, oh, it. cross country could oh, yeah. do one. Yeah, <laughs> cross country is 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 the worst.
0: cross country was the one where you realize oh wait i'm not fit and i'm gonna keel over and as a kid i was very
2: unfit yeah it's just suffering
0: yeah no that
1: that 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 is true i was a middle distance runner so being made to do cross country sucked
0: did you ever Uh... was it always i don't know if it was just me but every time cross country was always booked it was always on a rainy muddy day
2: yeah i honestly think they do it on purpose Mm mm-hmm I think it's like some kind of tradition thing or a-
1: I always or- chose to believe that when they knew cross country was happening, the council would go down to the park
2: and spray water down. Yep. Something. Or maybe it's like a cycle of abuse or something. I don't know. I yeah, don't know.
1: There's but- something about it. Anyway, cross country sucks. Yeah, cross
2: country. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my
1: Okay, next question. Uh <laughs> which wrestling promotion or wrestling venue do you wish that you could go to?
0: Oh Tokyo Dome, easy. It's I, I. Tokyo Dome has always been the one I've always loved and dreamed of going to. Um, that and the Coracoon Hall because they're literally next door to one another, so it'd be so easy to visit both. But no, that I mean, I know that's a very cliche answer, but it, it's yeah. got to be Tokyo Dome.
2: Um, my one's actually a personal one, Madison Square Garden. Hmm. Because, uh-huh. because uh my grandmother god god rest her was a huge wrestling fan <laughs> like, like every family member i have talked to about it had stated that if grandma was alive when i was about i would have gone to i would have gone to wrestlemania by now <laughs> like, she was a huge wrestling fan and so i've always wanted to go just as little you know just as a little you know memorial for my grandmother but she absolutely would have loved to have taken me, and and she lived in Queens as well. So I think I think that that definitely the one would be we Web Garden. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, that that makes full sense to me. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Sumo Hall. <sighs> yeah, I like the really intimate atmosphere of it. It's kind of um a different kind of experience, you know. mm Hmm. You know, I've been to many arenas and stuff like that, but I don't really think I've experienced a place like that. Yeah. So that would probably be it, I guess. Also, then I would potentially also say the Hammerstein Ballroom. Oh yeah, Hammerstein Ballroom, yes. But I think I think I'd I think I'd have to go. I think I'd have to go Sumo Hall on the promotion end of things. Uh, it's a shame because most of the ones I would have wanted to have seen are defunct.
0: <laughs> True. Like, I would have loved to have seen a uh, an ECW show. I would have loved to have gone to an ECW show. Like, re- like for um, real. Um, yeah. Honestly, if I was going to go to one right now, probably be DDT Pro.
1: I was going to say Noah. Oh, to, be fair, to be fair, as well, TJPW. Oh, yeah. That's a good shout as well. Um. If if there was if there was any promotion like it is have seen like at their
0: at their peak though it would have been like two thousand and like free ROH. Oh, man, I would have given anything to have been to that unified show um, that they had in Liverpool. Um, so yeah. bad because that you know not only because of course it had the tremendous main event of Nigel versus Brian, but it's just the atmosphere in general. It's like Ring of Honor's in the UK. Holy holy moly. Oh. oh, talking of like the Brit rest as well I know it sounds a really weird answer but peak FWA and I'm talking fa- when they were being broadcast on television around 2002, 2003 and they had guys like, they were bringing in guys like Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Colt Cabana AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels oh man, to have been a, to have gone to an FWA show at that time, cool yeah. that would have been amazing yeah <clears throat> Okay. Uh,
1: Our next question is what is the worst video
0: game that you've ever played? (laughs) Want to start
2: this one off, (laughs) Rid? Man, mate. Oh, God, this is so difficult. Because this is two separate questions for me, actually. Mm -hmm. There's the worst game, like, actually like, like mechanically technologically that I've ever played and then the and then there's the one that I, I honestly think I might hate the most. Go for both. So mechanically, technically, it's a boring answer, but it legitimately is Sonic 06 <laughs> is legitimately the worst. Correct.
1: Yeah, so that is a strong choice. That where is the I, answer.
2: Where I have where I got where I borrowed it played it and, like, this game is actually... It's the first game I remember as a kid where, like, this is actually fundamentally <clears throat> broken.
1: Fun fact about Sonic 06, uh, I once asked to lend it off a friend and uh, I set myself the challenge of completing it within a year and I didn't succeed.
3: <laughs> yeah. it's one. I
1: genuinely hated playing it that much. I was like, you know what, I've got this challenge and I'm not going to succeed in it. I'm not even going to try.
2: But... It took me... Um and my my and our mutual friend Johnny. Um mutual friend shout out to you, Johnny. Love you, baby. Um, it took us two weeks, I think, something along those oh. lines. Because it for one, it was just so broken and it took so much time. Oh. Right? Yeah. So that's that's the that's the worst game technically. In terms of I wanted to like this game and yet I hated it, crackdown two. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is just, yeah. Nice. yeah.
1: Especially right
2: off 1 is my favourite game of all time. It's so good. It's just the most fun I've ever had in a video game bar none. I played great video games. I played better video games but no game have I just spent that much time on. And I was unrelentingly excited for crackdown 2 and it was such a disappointment and i never played crackdown 3 which i also heard was a disappointment so it was (laughs) it hurts so much it hurts so so much so yeah i'm gonna go for Um, those are my two
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: what about you dad So, I also have a kind of mix of answers because there's obviously like the. You know, the mix of ones which are like, you know, games I've played over the years which have been like complete shovelware and like. You know, they're like games made by like small companies. They're not really meant to be anything much. Yeah. Budget titles. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, I have. I guess I have I guess I have two for very different reasons. <laughs> uh one is and I'm gonna say this, uh the Rayman Raving Rabbids,
3: mm-hmm. like the
1: first one that came out. Yeah. Not least for spawning the rabbits upon the earth. Okay, okay,
2: okay. Counterpoint. Counterpoint to that bit. If not for Rayman Raving Rabbids. We would not have rabbits go home, which means that we would not have some of the single most incredible Romanian music I've ever heard. Yeah. No, Sorry. no,
1: no, right? This is this is this is this is valid.
2: Yeah, I can't like. You get rid of the like the game bad, sure, but it cannot be gotten rid of for that fact. The dominoes are too good. <laughs> it leads to good things. But-
1: Cause basically my my main beef with this game is I remember when it first came out and came out on the PS2, I believe.
2: Yeah, I think you might be right, actually.
1: And I remember I remember having it. And some of the the extent of some of the stuff it would ask you to do with either a PS2 or a Nintendo Wii controller was so stupidly beyond the capabilities of either of those.
3: <laughs>
1: that um it was just it just made everything obscenely difficult. <laughs> now the the on the on the other hand, I have two that I hate for very different reasons. One for leaving me so excessively dissatisfied with it. Mm-hmm despite being excited and one because it genuinely made me question my love for an entire series of which I'm going to say for the first one, far cry four.
0: Oh, Yeah. I, I can now
1: let me say this. Everything except the story is brilliant with far cry four. Hmm. I absolutely love the setting and the main character. But let me say this, right? The choices that game gives you, in like the context of like a moral choice, are so bad, they actually redeem the villain. <laughs> because their idea of like um or like a good moral choice is like oh but look these rebels are fighting for you know their their freedom they want freedom from the dictator and the but the dictator's point is literally this is a country too rooted in tradition to move forward we need to gain better practices meanwhile the rebels are literally like hi yes we want to establish a theocracy oh oh dear uh, that that's not of that <laughs> Do you understand the options you are giving me here? You are not giving me a a moral dilemma. How have you managed to make your villain seem good in my eyes? Well done. Uh, And my other is Final Fantasy XIII. Oh, no
3: the combat
1: the combat the battle system in that game infuriates me to no end (laughs) because it genuinely feels like and i know people said to me like look you just you just have to learn it you just have to learn how it works you introduce a mechanic about changing dynamically to respond to the battlefield right good idea except for one thing you can die while changing. So literally changing is a risk, and the and the other problem is again it brings in some great characters, it brings in some like really cool characters, really cool ideas. It continues on the on Final Fantasy's like track record of like kind of fantasized political storytelling, but man, they they were like yo. This game's great. Make it inaccessible. <laughs> I will say they redeem themselves with Final Fantasy XV.
2: Mm. It's something I really wanted to play for ages. Actually,
1: Final Fantasy 15 is fantastic and yeah, genuinely yeah. does well at achieving everything it sets out to.
2: That sounds good. I've never actually played a Final Fantasy game. But there,
1: there, there goes with my my list of the w- of the worst games that i think i've played there's probably like worst ones out there but <laughs> those ones will stick in my mind for various reasons
0: okay i've got one that has always been in my mind and really always will be in my mind uh, when it comes to worst games it's probably not the worst game but it's one that burned me burned me for an incredibly long time and i never went back to the series until quite recently so chaps i want to take your minds back to the late 2000s The video game console market is seeing a boom, especially with Nintendo, with the Wii console. So what does every other developer and console company come up with? We need more peripherals for their games. Enter Tony Hawk Ride. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Oh, shit. (laughs) My God, the most broken game ever, and they give you one of the most flimsiest games peripherals ever a skateboard with no wheels
1: <laughs> so the thing is there is that like people saw that and i'm like that's cool this shit but it did not work a single step
0: no it just it just did not work the it motion some... sensors on it were always finicky, and if you even if you so much as not even like push your foot into the damn thing, it would not respond. And then you take your foot off it and take the foot off the board, and then suddenly you'd be doing a flipping nolly,
2: flipping side blunt one eighty. It's like God. It took them fifteen years afterwards to get a good to get a good one of those games, didn't it? And then they had to remake yeah. Tony Hawk One and Two twice by yeah. IAT.
0: They tried yeah. it twice.
1: <laughs> See, that's the thing. I would have. Was it? It was Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five, wasn't it?
0: Oh, Five was terrible.
1: That, that I would put up there, but I never actually played it because I remember I was thinking of getting it, and then my cousin just sh- shared me a clip from his Xbox <laughs> about him falling through the floor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm good." Oh, it was horrid. Uh, thankfully, I borrowed it off a friend who bought it day one and he didn't really want to play it. So I played it and then gave it back to him the day after. <laughs> and I said, I understand. Have a nice day. <laughs> no, Tony Hawk Ride. Forever burned by that. Yep. Thank goodness I didn't buy it. It was my brother's.
1: <laughs> Basically, developers, any game developers, uh, don't prey on nostalgia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That'll be the next Tony Hawk game. It's Tony Hawk Ride Remake. <laughs> Please no.
1: <laughs> Cause again, I was thinking of stuff like games for the Wii that like or games that were ported to the Wii that should never have been ported to the Wii.
0: <laughs> like Gingerbread Ninja, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> um and okay. then and, and things like games made for the Kinect. Yeah. Oh no. Cause again, there were a bunch of those which were horrible. Um But uh on to our
0: next question. <laughs> please, please. On to the next question, because we'll be this here is, forever.
1: This is This is a good, this is a good one though. <laughs> uh, what would be your three songs that, in your opinion, everyone should listen to?
0: Oh, Oh, that's a good one. That's a very, real good one.
2: That's very good.
0: Okay. Um, for me, uh, if I was gonna say, um, Ooh! All right, these these are ones that have just immediately popped into my head. So don't don't ever say please please do not judge me for these ones. Um, But if I was going to say it was, be Drive by Incubus would be one of them. Now one after that would probably be. Gosh, if there was one song I want to get off of Bloody
2: Sergeant Pepper's. I don't know which one it would be though. I I actually you, if we're going that route, I do I know what what would be my pick on that album. <laughs> my my pick oh it like if I were you and I picked something off that album, it would be She's Leaving Home.
0: Yeah, She's Leaving Home. I was, I was thinking I was leaning towards She's Leaving Home. Yeah. Um and then just because I want to throw it out there as a completely left field option, Seek and Destroy by Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that riff is fucking amazing. I love the yeah. riff of yeah. Can oh, Destroy. That's it. fair.
2: That's absolutely
0: fair. <laughs> there you go. Those are three I plucked straight out of my head. Again, don't judge me. Those are ones I immediately <laughs> thought of, and
2: I'm sure there are better songs. Better songs out it's there. Songs that people absolutely need to hear. Dan, this is going to be so difficult for you and me. Um, yeah, I know. I've I got, I got down to two, and the third one escapes me right now but i will figure it out
1: (laughs) if you if if you want to and it might help your decision i'm willing to allow you to add like an album onto the end if you have like an honorable mention or something
2: oh that makes it slightly slightly easier but not by much (laughs) you i'm actually going to go for a slightly different route in like in terms of like songs, I think people absolutely need to hear mm-hmm. at least once. Um, "Good Time Chic," you absolutely, yep. need to, you absolutely need to know that song. Yeah. Us um, and Them, Pink Floyd. I would say mm-hmm. that's just something like I. I feel like that one where I think. Someone, everyone needs to hear it and only need to hear it like once to just kind of get the human condition. Yes. Yeah, no, I understand that. Like, like, like if I was going, like, if an alien came down and you're like, so what's humanity's deal? I would just play that song and that would kind of, and they kind of go, oh, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? (laughs)
0: i mean oh. we were, i think we were we were thinking of the day did you but now we're not quite sure
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, the very third song where i think everyone absolutely needs to hear it actually <laughs> so you know what rhapsody in blue Gershwin. that's a good shout yeah because that's, a, I think that's someone like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually quite, I'm actually think that's a strong one. Everyone needs to know, the, to at least know that one. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm happy with those. I'm happy with those.
1: So mine are probably going to be quite, quite left field, just given like my musical breadth. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Um, but kind of thinking about. <laughs> kind of thinking and reflecting um, on this question. The first one I'm going to go for is Change in the House of Flies by Deftones. Mm. Just because I think it it's kind of the song that obviously made the Deftones, but it's kind of uh, become a blueprint track for so much of modern metal now. Oh, crumbs it has, and then some. Like, I was thinking, like, Be Quiet and Drive um or rosemary Mm. and to be fair rosemary is probably the song i prefer more out of those three but i feel like crystallized um you know change has become like the song which has defined an entire future generation of metal that has basically trickled down to near enough every modern metal band in some capacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so has become so so relevant to so much right now that um it's kind of taken on its own mystique. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then kind of beyond that it became really really difficult to think <laughs> of stuff so in amongst that I'm also going to say because it's kind of one of my favourite songs of all time and again I think it's kind of indicative of the time I'm going to say Everlong by the Foo Fighters yeah
0: I love that song so much I oh dang now that you've said it I would have picked Everlong
2: fair. that's very fair
0: um, because again, it's.
1: I I think in itself it is quite a, an achievement. Mm. Um. You know, it's an achievement of songwriting. Yeah. And then, really, on this, on the third track, I really didn't know which direction to go. And. I was kind of stuck between a bunch of stuff, but I think this won't be a too controversial well, it might be a bit it's a bit strange Uh I'm gonna go for the I'm gonna go for the song Stone Milker by Björk. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Um it's Shout out
2: to Bjork, I'll I'll give you that. Yeah.
1: I'm a big Björk fan, in amongst listening to all the metal that I do, <laughs>
3: um,
1: and it is a very kind of strange love ballad that only Björk could produce, and it's a very kind of one in one in a kind song from her album Volnicura. Yeah, it's definitely not the greatest work of hers. I think people would probably still agree that like her first two albums were probably better than Volnicura. Mm. Yeah. but. It's a really cool piece, and it kind of has a weird ambience to it that's really worth doing um The reason I wanted to include the album aspect is because I think everyone in their life should at some point listen to to Pimper Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. I can't pick a single track off it. That's it's true. actually a really good it is a really yeah. good album like yeah. i think I think the entire album as a package is pertinent listening,
2: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah if we're going for like an album that i think everyone should just listen to as much as i want to say demon days i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say fleetwood fleetwood matt rumors I'm, yeah I, I, in that in that regard then mate i'm gonna
0: say demon days i'm gonna take that because demon days is legit one of my favorite albums of all time
2: it, it's yeah like yeah I, but in terms of like absolute lead need i think yeah rumors actually is just it's too good for me not to mention exactly. no
1: no that's the thing though it, it it to be honest it's it's a straight up back-to-back masterpiece <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: like, there's a
0: reason why that why that album still sells to this very day mm-hmm.
2: yeah like i want to say dark side of the moon but like i think like if you, i could but back to my list I honestly think like if the, the the only song that absolutely needs to be listened to is us and them off of that album. Well cuz that, that that's the
1: thing. So like I had things like um a couple of white stripe songs. Mm. Mm. That again I think are worth listening to but none of the albums or there's no tracks that I think you know you could live without listening to these. Yeah. But I think I think that I think the three that I've chosen could provide a pretty good snapshot into different types of music.
0: <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I just plucked three out of my head because I was I was feeling in an incubus mood, and then I was feeling in a Beatles mood, and then suddenly in a Metallica mood. So think of okay. that, what you will.
1: <laughs> now on to easier territory. I hope. <laughs> what is, in your opinion, the best takeaway to get?
2: Ooh. in. Now when they say take this is actually harder and when they say takeaway what do are we talking like just in terms of like are we talking genre? genre of, of takeaway I'm going to say
1: I'm going to say genre okay if you want to give your local favorite a shout out do it but <laughs>
2: yeah I I will I will always go for the only god this is where this is where all of london comes after me this is this fight this
1: Go oh. for it, go for it, go for it, go for it. I have to rep
2: favorite chicken. I have to rep. Oh, favorite.
3: hold tight.
2: Oh. <laughs> roll tree, roll tree. Listen, listen. Now, let me explain to my London listeners. Now, <laughs> Dan understands how 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 this goes. When it comes, when it comes to the whole package, not like it is. It is favorites. Morley's has the better ribs and has the better chips. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I will always give Morley's that, especially the chips, especially the chips. However, (laughs) the chicken is not as good. The chicken just straight up is not as good. Whereas favorite favorite chicken has like everything is like a B. Everything's like a B, B plus. Whereas the Morleys, it gets a little wonky, and then with Morleys, it very much depends on which Morleys you're going to.
1: I was gonna say because I've been to some Morleys where where the wings were not a one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I,
2: I um from I don't know if it's still around because I haven't been there for a while now. The Morleys in Catford, Southeast London, is the best one I've been to, off the top of my head. I agree. Okay.
0: I agree. And yeah, I have a Morley, yeah. I have a Morley's right next to me, and that one's awful. But the one I have been to the one in Catford and that one is free yeah. based.
2: Yeah. See, yeah, this yeah. is the
1: thing I was gonna say, right? Because some I being from South Yes. Morley's is an institution.
0: Yes. <laughs> unfortunately, for better or worse.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, it is for the betterment of society.
2: Morley's but, is the one thing keeping this country alive.
1: But I will admit for me, Morley's is kind of like Papa John's at times because the Papa John's near my house is arse. Yes. But when I've been to my friends' houses and they've ordered Papa John's, it's been good. Mm-hmm. So I just have to assume that my local one doesn't know how to make pizza. Yeah. I mean, on And that- sometimes and sometimes I've gone to Morley's and got and you know done my done the free wings and chips.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's been good. Other ones I've been to, it's been awful.
0: <laughs> it really is a crapshoot, depending on what more, where the the location, yeah. It, what it more depends. These is. It depends. It depends where you are. Um Because I've been to, as I said, I've been to a few, and sometimes they've been really good. Sometimes, oh, oh man, they've been at of pants. <laughs> um, on that note, for me, I'm a pizza lover. Always have been. Always will be. But. There is a very, there an but independent pizza places. Not your Domino's, not your Papa John's. There's little mum and pop shops that have the pizza. You can see the pizza oven right behind them as you go up to the table to order. There's one in my area that is literally just a little box right on the top of the high street. It's called the Pizza Spot. It's incredible. The chip portions are amazing and they are double fried as well. So they have got some crunch to them garlic ciabatta bread and you can have it deep dish or you can have it thin crust damn it's on another level you can level. have it deep dish if you want to admit you're an animal but exactly like, you know. it's incredible always... i'm coming for you deep dish lovers <laughs> we're coming for you chicago <laughs> but no i love independent pizza shops there's just something about them that i just enjoy above <laughs> any other Second place to Chinese, but then again, that's just the default answer for everyone when they're having a big <laughs> yeah, a bit that, cheeky. That,
1: let's be real, though. That's just British culture. That's just
0: British culture, Chinese. That is, that is
2: British culture.
1: Okay. So for me, obviously, the Chinese is up there. Yeah. Uh, as a person who grew up with family that very briefly used to live in India, obviously Indian food, way up for me. But that's it almost doesn't feel like takeaway for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm used to us making curries at home, just sometimes we're like, we want curry, but we don't want to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Reardon will back me up on this. <laughs> okay. A, basically, a Caribbean food shop, which when you go behind there, the guy looks like he could be one either your uncle or your friend's uncle. Absolutely. <laughs> if the man ain't wear if the man ain't wearing a bandana when you walk in, like
2: listen, if you want to have this only in my area has this not been true, actually, I would say this. Other than my area, the ruder the service, the better the foos. <laughs> the the
1: the less like they look like they wanna be there, the better it's gonna
0: be
2: one of them one of those guys once shouted at me during a delivery on a moped i ate that food it was incredible
0: (laughs) see thing is i have not yet you guys have really like really talked it up and i have yet to experience this and i feel like i absolutely have to experience this at least once
1: it's okay we'll figure out a place to take you that isn't turtle bay because pete again turtle bay is people telling me it's good it, it ain't quite there.
3: <laughs>
1: but, like, genuinely, like, good Caribbean food is something different. Yeah. Genuinely, something, say, genuinely as, something different. As you've
0: said to me, Reardon, and I want to experience it, I want to be in a food coma literally ten minutes after I've eaten it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got to give that to me. We'll make, we'll, hell, we'll make a video out of it and you just watch me fall <laughs> asleep. Straight afterwards. So that
1: that is pretty much always up there, always up there for me. <laughs> and then uh, the last one from this list, I think we've got like two, three more questions left to go.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. So they said, "What is the one thing that you love?" but everyone else hates. Now, is oh. this in the context of wrestling or just or anything? I think anything. They haven't specified anything, so maybe we can do a couple rounds of it. The one thing I love but everybody else hates. <sighs> or, you know, that you think everyone else hates.
0: I feel not so much hate, but just isn't known in this in this country especially because i just don't think people want to talk about it or just don't have access to it it's mystery science theater 3000 yeah i love that show so much but you try and tell that to any kind of other your average guy walking down the street and they don't have a single freaking clue what you're talking about It
2: really did it really did like Fly me by, like it blew by me. I really didn't <laughs> get a chance to get into that, yeah.
0: So that's, that's that would be one of mine, but again, it's not hate, but most people just don't know, I guess. Yeah, hmm. Mm. Trying to think of another one now.
1: We can, we can do, we can do, we can do like one, two rounds of it.
2: <laughs> In terms of things that people hate that i love This is an interesting one because it's it, it, like this one it comes in waves depending on who loves and who hates it But i got to say that i do legitimately no memes love abba Fair no like yeah. legit fair and No like, i think
1: i think i think that is a valid position
2: You know <laughs> They just made too many bangers to be hated. It's just that simple. The they had a quarrel- whole mu-
0: they had a whole musical full of their songs uh, like made uh, uh reardon. So
2: yeah, like, and like, is it like is that musical very good? I don't know, but it has banging music because it's ABBA. <laughs> They they really it really does stick out to me because like I know, <laughs> I know people who have extreme extreme reactions when you mention ABBA. So I'm yeah. Go
1: so I I guess for mine that's is related to ABBA, but just because of I've been mean, probably not in here, but probably because of other people I've spoken to, like people at, that I've worked with before, other friends I have. I'm a fiend for some Eurovision. <laughs> I am a real fiend for Eurovision. I love it so much. Yeah, I you're... acknowledge how dumb it is, but I, I love it.
2: Eurovision, I watch Eurovision, but it is the closest- like, because you know I'm in fucking England, so we watch Eurovision, it's just how you be. I I I often like think of Eurovision as the closest you can get to watching an alien culture. Yes. Yeah, just, you know what? You're not wrong. Like it's the closest you can get to on earth into watching like a culture that you just straight up do not understand. <laughs> like the context just doesn't make any damn sense.
1: Yeah. I it, it is a it's a certain kind of thing that's like this weird contest and it's just like all these like I'm I'm glad that in a way Eurovision has embraced its weirdness once again. Yes. Yeah. And now we're just back on like the the, the crack shit. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: So it is weird, but it is wonderful and I love it. Should we should we go for so should we go for some wrestling?
0: Some wrestling ones.
2: Yeah.
0: Alright. People are probably not gonna like me for this, but I'm gonna say it. Idols in pro wrestling. I don't know. Really? Something TJPW had that down on has that down on lock, and I love it so much.
2: Wow, that's shocking coming from you. And here's the thing:
0: this also prunes into another thing that maybe a thing of I like that nobody else does. J-pop. I am a bit of a J-pop fan. A bit of you know, Ridden that I love do love me some city pop as well. Hmm. So I mean, because I know the big deal now is K-pop, and yes, BTS do bring up put out some bangers because you know it's BTS for crying out loud. Yeah, but is it mid 2000s euro pop though? Mm, no. No. See, is- see, so I do listen. love me some J- uh, J-pop, but that bleeds into I like so, some bizarre reason. I just think the 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 novelty of idols in pro wrestling. Like mm-hmm. Maki Ito is the purest form of that. Is incredible. <laughs> so there. There people. I did it. I
2: said it. <laughs> Wrestling, in terms of wrestling, God, that's really difficult. That's really damn difficult for me. You know what? You know what? I think I know what it is. I think mm-hmm. I know what it is. It's Booker T on commentary. I
1: yeah.
2: Don't <laughs> I don't care. I, don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. You know what you want
1: with this black snow? <laughs> oh, sucky ducky.
2: Don't care. Don't care. <clears throat> terrible yes but uh, it was entertaining i don't care
1: (laughs) no yeah that's entire that's entirely valid so yeah in terms of wrestling i wasn't gonna i i I was thinking like tna (laughs) but i feel i feel like people there are lots of people that still like tna (laughs) so i think for the thing that Again, I want to say stuff like complicated storytelling,
3: <laughs>
1: but then again, I always feel like wrestling hasn't even broached that in the first point. <laughs> it's not. Um, and most of yeah, actually, I think most of mine are, you know, ones that I think us here would unilaterally agree on, and people—the only people that disagree with it would be absolute fuds.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's tough. So it's probably it's probably um a bit of a cop out answer. Cause I know there are plenty of people out there that do like it. I'm just gonna go for spooky shit.
0: Yeah. I love me
2: yeah. some spooky
0: shit though. I love the spooky shit.
1: Like give me spooky shit.
2: Yeah. This is
0: why we like the theme so much, everybody. It legitimately is just why we like the theme so much.
1: <laughs> it's why I love this shit like with a, with Malachi Black's entrance, where they just use the lights to make it seem like he fucking teleports. Yeah. <laughs> just what? like, give me... Give
0: me that fucking shit. Or, Matt Hardy jump-cutting from one part of the stadium to the other. <laughs> exactly that. Like, just oh. give, give me dumb stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hook it into my veins, people. Yes, I, I think we can all come to an agreement on that one, that we just love spooky <laughs> shit. This should be the spooky web con- uh, podcast. Like, spooky shit is fucking good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That, we're going to get judged. We're really going to get judged for that one. <laughs> uh, Sam, I believe you have one more question. Yes. From, uh, from, from, from an anonymous person called Nix Incarnate. Never heard of them. Uh, if you could put anybody in the ring to wrestle against each other, who would it be? Now remember, anyone. So politicians are also on the table. Two people. Anyone to wrestle against one another.
2: To wrestle each other.
1: No. If I if I throw out my joke answer before doing this which is can I put Toshiaki Kawada in can I put the four pillars against the entire um Tory cabinet.
0: <laughs> yes, I because I was about to say that. Was like... <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Can it be the four pillars
1: joined by Jun Akiyama and Sakuraba against the entire UK cabinet right now?
0: I was going to (laughs) say... In a UWFI rules match. Donald Trump versus Boris Johnson to find out which one's the most honest out of the uh, the two. Shit, man. (laughs) Bro, that's ending in a DQ. That's a DQ, yeah. No way. No way. I happen to find I think that's fake news.
2: Oh, God. Okay. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm going to go for. I want to see. This is a weird one. This is actually, I got, I got, you know what? Yeah. I want to see. I want to see leader versus Miss Piggy. (laughs) What a based choice. Oh hell yeah. I because like with special guest referee Trish Stratus. Look like I I don't even know why. I if you if you gun to my head, it's just something that I think would honest-to-God work? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, of all the weird-ass matches, I legit think that leader could pull it off. And Miss Piggy. They could pull yeah. up, like off at, at least three stars. I think it could happen. I think it could happen.
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, aside, aside from my uh, multi-man gauntlet tag match thing... Uh, this is probably going to seem really, really strange, but um, I promise if you stay with me, it might make some more sense. This my one. <laughs> okay. You're hesitating, Dad. Hugh Jackman. Okay. Versus Jim Carrey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold.
2: <laughs> I think, legit. I think Jim Carrey would. I. I think Jim Carrey would pull a Vince McMahon and be an actually really good backyard wrestler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Go.
2: I'm just. I'm just picturing.
0: <laughs> it's what this thing would look like it's the sequel I, to man on the moon isn't it it's what this yeah is.
2: yeah yeah i'd have to specify man on the man on the moon era jim carrey that's my special oh if we're doing for that time zone we're talking broadway Hugh uh-huh. Jackman, which would be incredible yeah
1: I, I I did also I did also come up with the uh the concept of so uh, Jackie Chan versus Jet Li versus Donnie Yen uh, in PWG.
0: How <laughs> oh, could you imagine that? Uh,
1: and basically, it's just a highlight reel of all the stuff from their films.
2: Yeah, I cannot emphasize enough. How little I want to see Jackie Chan in a wrestling ring! Because no, no, no! He would die. He would
1: I don't, I don't die. want to see Jackie Chan do wrestling. I just want Jackie Chan to do Jackie Chan in the confines of a wrestling ring.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Does, that do that? <laughs> Does that make sense?
2: Makes sense, but I'm still a little. I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. I won't lie. So
0: feathers, I've actually got my real answer. Okay. And I've said it once before, and I will say it again. The match I have always wanted to see. Jean-Claude versus Rob to find out who's the better Van
2: Damme. Oh! Oh, oh my God! (laughs) No, you know what? I think I think he has the correct answer here.
1: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you know, you know what though? That that's the informed choice. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, that's, that's,
1: no, I'm Jean Claude ver- versus versus Rob for custody of the Van Damme name.
2: <laughs> would it be a ladder match? It has to be.
0: Ryan. Oh, it absolutely would be a ladder match. It was like it would be VD in big letters. Oh, I thought you hung were gonna. Say, I thought you were gonna say blood sport rules. Oh, mind you, that would probably be dead. That would probably give me as good as well. <laughs> Bloodsport rules in a ladder match. <laughs> no ropes. It's even better. It's even oh. better. I think Rob Van Dam actually shoot dies in that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God! That is a question to. Uh, that is one hell of a question to end on.
1: <laughs> well I was going to say, because Sam, I sent you a question ahead of time. Yes, you did. As a matter of fact, this is actually a heck of a question to end on. And this is from good friend Gigi on wrestling. Uh, love you, Gigi, so much. Um, I do hate you a little bit for giving me this question and making Sam? me question everything I know about wrestling.
0: Same as well, GG. Same as well. But I finally managed to come to 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 them. So, so Gigi
1: asked us, your 10 favorite active wrestlers, not all time, just who you like watching currently.
0: I've got my 10. I've so, Sam, out.
1: do you want to go through our 10s? Mm-hmm. So, I'll say my 10, you say your 10, and like back and forth. Sure,
2: oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. I've got my 10. I've got oh, you've got your 10 as well, yeah. We'll I'll do have. it that way. We'll
0: all do our 10s, all do our 9s. Don't okay. go through like that. Are you sure cuz I was thinking maybe you should do it at or like we should do all of our like our top 10 and then go to the next person. Should yeah, I, I okay.
2: yeah, top 10s just go for it. All
0: right, just we'll go just for go for it. So Dan, Dan, you're up first, mate. Okay. Go for all
1: 10. At number 10, I have gone for Connorgate Takeshita. Yeah. He is brilliant. Unfortunately, the DDT title match formula of like constantly going 35 minutes is bored me out so i'm hoping after his time in uh the us he can bring back the kind of 10 15 minute banger matches absolutely formula uh at number nine i have gone for uh yuki kamifuku kamiyu uh she is very very good at what she does um I think since her time at the top has slipped a little bit under the radar of TJPW, but uh, please go watch her do the good wrestling. She's very good at it um, and fits TJPW so well. Uh, at number eight, I've gone for yo Yeah. yo Yoya is so cool. <laughs> uh, does so much cool stuff, always innovating. Um, And always bringing something different to the shows that he appears on. At number seven, I have gone for El Linderman. (laughs) Because El Linderman is great. And for once, we can be here and say, you know what? Shima was right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At last, Shima was right. At
1: once, Shima did something right. (laughs) Uh, El Linderman's great. He brings something so different to uh, I think just ja- uh, j- wrestling as a whole, not least just Japanese wrestling. Yeah. Um, it's been very cool seeing him in Best of Super Junior doing something very different. And obviously all the work he does is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, which again, bringing something very different. And I, I hope, unlike all the other companies that have even dared to run UWF recently in Japan, actually stay alive. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, at number six, I've gone for Cara Noir.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, in the time I've been able to see um, his shows um, and see him perform, he is something so different to the wrestling world. Mm. There really is no one quite like him. I don't think there ever really will be again. Um, and I'm just always impressed by what he is able to do and what he has done for the scene. So I think it still tracks as current. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number five, Malachi Black. I love Malachi Black. He does the spooky stuff well. He has some of the tightest striking in the game. He's even, and even then, since he's gone to E.W., I think he's leveled that up even further. Yeah. I love what he's been doing with the House of Black, and just you know, it, it, it the 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 ceiling is is space. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Uh number four, I've gone for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Just one of the most convincing wrestlers out there. <laughs> He's so different to what is is available in the US right now. Uh he always brings something different. He brings intensity. He brings all of that to the game. Uh, Number three, I don't care about his name change. He's still Volta to me. (laughs) Again, it's something so different. Um, Absolutely should be a top champion at some point in time soon. Number two, Lee Moriarty, because it's Lee Moriarty. I love the technicals. I love the different things that he's able to bring to the table. And again, it's, it's Kind of impossible to think about what the actual ceiling is for him. Yeah. With what AEW provide for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And number one, Miyu-Yamashita. Yes. Because she just has banger after banger after banger, and there is a reason she is the ace, and there is no denying that. Um. Even with how long she's been going at this point, she is still impressing so much. She continues to up her game, continues to be improving, Um, continues to elevate everyone else around her as well. Um, There is not much else I can really say about Miu without mentioning the fact of her ability is just top level honorable mention on this list that i wasn't able to get on there but i really do want to put on there as well calvin tankman yes calvin tankman is great i just couldn't find a place to put him
0: (laughs) good list man very very good list so i'm not going to go so much into describing as to why yeah and they're not going to be in any specific order for my list but um as follows my 10 favorite wrestlers to watch currently at the moment Brian Mox, Eddie. Obviously, yeah. probably 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 three of them would probably be in the top three, if I'm honest. Uh, Willie Uta, Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty. Uh, we then we have uh, uh, Takeshita, uh, Miyu Yamashita. I'm so glad you mentioned y- <laughs> Yamashita, Dan. Yeah, so glad. Thunder Rosa and L Lindeman. Hell yeah. All of them because I just love every single thing that all of those all of those talents bring to the table. They keep me engaged with what, with the wrestling product and they just keep me loving this industry oh so much. Even when there's social media tells me that I really shouldn't be loving wrestling <laughs> anyway. Read
2: Yeah, uh so yes. Uh same as you, you know, Brian Brian mock Eddie, like <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm not made of stone. <laughs> uh, my boy Penta. Yeah. My, yes. My beautiful, beautiful boy Penta. Uh, Sunny Ro Sunny Kiss. Sorry. Sunny Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yep. Uh, needs more time on TV. Uh,
0: so Absolutely.
2: Kiss. Yep. uh Jade Cargill, the Rosa. Oh, I had their name in my head, and then it went for some reason. Why did it go away? Mm -hmm. Why did that name go away? I loved it. Miro! My God.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah.
2: And then uh, Bianca Belair and the last one. I'm slightly cheating, but I don't care. Rey Mysterio. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, like... The fact that he's still around makes me happy. So he gets on the list.
0: Fair. <laughs> yeah, that is very fair. And that is a hell of a question to end on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that is where we're going to end our two year little celebration of the Sweet wag podcast. Fellas, it's been a long one this episode, but gosh, there's been some yeah. really damn good questions on that one. I enjoyed that. Really good questions this year. Holy hell. <laughs> so same time next year then? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Roughly absolutely absolutely so next episode we're actually going to kick off our celebration of pride month in june we've got some uh, we've got some retrospectives and some profiles coming up we've got that all lined up but for the first time i'm not actually going to announce what we're doing next episode so i'm going to leave it as a surprise for everyone so be sure to keep mm-hmm. our eyes your eyes on twitter on our socials on instagram as well and if you want to have a little little kind of wanting preview of wanting to know what we're up to next i say keep an eye on patreon patreon.com forward slash sweet chinwag of course like we did last you know year it's worth it exactly like we did last year we're going to be doing something special as well we're going to bring back a little thing we did last year as well didn't we aren't we dad oh yeah <laughs> but that'll be announced They've probably already announced it, actually, as a matter of fact. But I'll keep it ambiguous now just to be on the safe side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, then. All that's left for me is to thank every single, each and every single listener, uh, supporter of our podcast for two amazing years of the Sweet Web podcast. Honestly, I don't think we would have been able to have done it without all of you. So um, So for me, thank you. And I'm pretty sure that you two would probably be, <laughs> would say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you ever so much everybody this has been Sam this has been Dan and And you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwag podcast we'll see you as always <laughs> on the next one bye bye bye